Just gotta keep on trucking, yes sir! I'm gonna go outside and make myself a nice, big, shiny, first place medal, sit in the sun, and have a stupendous friggin' day! Gumdammit! Well, alright, you're messy. Would you make me a medal too? Hello, hello. Yeah, yeah, okay, you're better now. Oh, thank Christ, okay. <laughs> okay. Welcome I'd to the gym, say... everybody! Holy shit! <laughs> I was about, to, I was about oh. to put that out in the chat, I'm like, oh man, I don't know what was going on. What a way to start the show. Good it stuff. Was, it, was, it, was the, it was the awesomeness of Fat Char that just completely <laughs> took everything down. It's like... <laughs> Nothing will be better than oh. Fat Char right now. I haven't streamed in a month, and th 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 this is what I get. <laughs> Ooh. Holy shit. Oh, oh man. Yo, my mixer must be going. Oh, no. It was working fine. Neo and I must have spoke for like an hour talking, and there was no issues. And then now, as yeah. soon as we start the show, everything goes to shit. Yes. It's, Yo. like, it, it's, like, it's, like, it's like you sat on a... a like you were on a wire or something. I was like, "What the heck?" But um, yeah, it was Fat Char, man. It blame fat. it on Fat. Blame Char. it on yo. Blame it on the misfortune of your mixer. Yeah, <laughs> the, mis the misfortune of your acting ability. <laughs> I, I I like to see that uh, Fat Char went to the school, of sh the Shatner School of Acting. <laughs> He, he was the he was the number one student. He was the valedictorian. Valedictorian of the, <laughs> the Shatner School of Acting. Oh, but but Garma, My you are gonna pay for the misfortune of your birth. Yo, <laughs> Yo my sides. Oh my god! Oh, I had to start it off with that, man. Oh, good yeah, shit. That's oh. that's 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 what's called an icebreaker. Well. Welcome everyone to episode 198 of Gundam MHQ, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Fat Char is coming, and Fat Char is taking over the airwaves here, he as is. we saw. <laughs> so um, yeah, that is, that is some particular um, some uh, awesomeness there of Fat Char. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy! For those but, that don't uh, know what that is, that's from a PlayStation game from back in the day that only released in Japan. Um, stream, let me know what the name of that game is. I totally forgot. But um, it's from a PlayStation game where they actually reenacted many, many scenes from Mobile Suit Gundam in live action with uh, these actors they just must have just grabbed off the street because, man, it is bad. Wait till you see Sailor and Bright later. You're going to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned to the end of the show. Oh, Target Earth. Yo, shout-outs to Enron in the chat. Oh, Yazi says War for Earth. 
yeah thank you thank you fellas yo shout out to yazi and enron for that uh for that for that insight yeah um look it up on youtube man you'll get you'll get at least a two or two hours of uh non-stop laughs because <laughs> it actually it actually looks like uh more or less like a target non-union acting <laughs> Oh my gosh! You'll never see Amaro in it because you, as the player, is Amaro, so you don't get to see what he looks like. Oh, but man. you will get to see a lot of the other white base regulars in that, as well as uh, some of the Zeon uh, heavies, including oh. uh, you saw Sean Garma in this clip that started off the show. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so bad. Oh my gosh! Uh, oh, wait till you hear, hear how they say Zeon too. Don't worry. Uh, we'll be close out the show. You're going to see another clip, and I hope you're yeah. fucking riveted. I hope you are. But well, thank you everyone. This is episode one ninety eight, <laughs> and uh, this episode we're going to be doing our review of Pacific Rim Uprising, mm-hmm. the sequel to Pacific Rim that came out what two thousand fourteen? Is that when it came out? First Pacific one Rim? came out. Yeah, it came out. Um, it was thirteen or fourteen, it came, right? It came Something out like fourteen, that? if I recall. I'll, I'll look it up yeah. real quick. Get, yeah. the, uh, get so, the official uh, word. And then, um, man. Then we'll follow up with uh, the big news. The big news of last week, or actually two weeks ago. Um, Legendary Films announcing there'd be a live-action Mobile Suit Gundam. And, of course, everybody says it's all going to suck. Internet says it'll suck. But, um, Soul Bro, anything as I saunter over to the Larry King Memorial News Studio for some... Um, Neo's listeners submitted news. Oh, there's some. Uh, uh, if anything, uh, we'll we'll get to it. But uh, there's some ex- exciting announcements that happened today during Comic Con because uh, we're recording this on the first day of Comic Con 2018. Oh. So there's been a, a Thursday of uh, Comic Con 2018 for anybody keeping track because there was some news that dropped yesterday. But we'll get into it. It'll, it'll be a, a few a few surprises at the end of the news that you guys might enjoy. But uh, Neo, I pass it on to you. Have at it. Oh sir. well. Well, it's going to be quick because we'll get to those nuggets very quickly because the news is a little light, but that's okay. Um, first one here comes from Finley Gundam fan, and he's got a link here from the Anime News Network. And uh, back in Anime Expo, it was um, it was um, announced that Made in Japan was going to license Votomes and Ideon for release. Ooh. So, um, yeah. Ideon! <laughs> um, <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, let's see here. What, what do they got to say? Uh, they announced not only they had licensed that anime, but they've also uh, Human Crossing, Blue Gales of Bungu, uh, Harateki Man, Basquash, um, Yamiro, Pasateri, and Maria Watches Over Us. So um, it looks like uh, this is the first time that I think Boat or uh, Boat or Votomes uh, yeah. been licensed, but yeah. Votomes is... And Zabunga. Votomes is what? In the early 2000s, Central Park Media did that one? Yeah, I would say... You, yeah, have that. Mid- you have that, right? I have the box set. Yeah, I've got the, the tin can box set, the military rations box set. I still own that. And uh, yeah, um, it was the mid-2000s, I believe, that they released that. Um, but yeah, Ideana and Zabunga, man. Um, that's the first uh, appearances here in the States for those shows, man. That's freaking great. Yeah. But I'm no, gonna... uh, no, mm-hmm. no details on when this stuff is going to be released. Um, but, um, you know, we'll definitely keep you posted as that stuff comes out. I'm, a- uh, I'm actually uh, somewhat uh, happy that they uh, licensed Human Crossing. That's a really good show. 
For those yeah. that didn't get to catch it back when it aired in the mid two thousands, it's one of those slice of life shows that's really uh, interesting and fun to watch, man. I, I'm I'm a big fan of slice of life anime because it's just yeah. it's it's rare that you get an anime that doesn't have like a a really fantastic premise, but just deals with real shit and real people. And Human Crossing, it has some fantastical elements, but not that fantastical. It's mostly human interest stories and. Um, uh, if anything, uh, I always I recommend to people to check that show out and definitely give it give it a shot, man. And especially since it's coming out here on uh, on uh, it's getting re released over here along with uh, some other good shows. Yeah, yeah, definitely. A little surprised about a day on. Didn't realize there was that much of an outcry for that, but Ew. I guess everybody wants to see where um, <laughs> everyone dies. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, spoilers. spoilers! Spoilers, everybody knows. <laughs> I know it's only forty years. But, uh, no doubt. You know, hey. <laughs> Because, of course, that is the show that prior to Tamino, that Tamino did prior to Mobile Suit Gundam. Mm. So, um, oh, after after, yeah, you, after Mobile Suit Gundam, but yeah. Was, oh, that's right. It was yeah, right it was afterwards. So, um, and, and you'll see all, all the good stuff in there. So, um, thank you, Mr. Philly Gundam fan, for your submission there. Oh, and the last one here comes from uh, Yazi88, and it looks like uh, it's also coming from the Anime's News Network, and it looks like uh, Tetsujin 28, the 2004 series, is going to be coming out for a Blu-ray release. Let's see if there's any details on that. Um, it looks like um, not really, not too, not too, too much. It looks like it's going to be a standard definition Blu-ray, disc it's going to include um Genion entertainment's english dub yeah that's right it was done by Genion. god well, that, that's a blast from the past isn't it Genion? yeah Genion, man uh, formerly pioneer yeah yeah so um doesn't say looks like they're going to be doing more announcements uh at the ataku con convention on august 20 12 so maybe we'll see some we'll get more uh, concrete dates on that but um yeah some good stuff there so definitely some uh old shows being released to the masses here always good stuff so uh i'm gonna bring us over to our uh reporter in the field on the floor of comic-con at the san diego convention center sold bro what, oh, what's, what's the news you got for us man what's the news well if we got some uh we got a bit of a uh, exciting uh trailers drop before right? before you do the news uh-huh any fat char sightings because oh my god <laughs> The original Fast Char was <laughs> the original Fast Char that we knew of was actually seen in San Diego Comic Con. Did you ago. didn't you run into him and take a picture with him? I did. I ran into him with Fat Char. Yeah. It might it might have been the same guy because it if you look be. at it, it could be the same guy. So um, yeah, I don't know, but his, we'll see. His new new type powers have expanded. His waist. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, um, uh, two two trailers of interest dropped today. Uh, one of them I picked because I know Neo uh, really uh, enjoyed this series. I have yet to actually watch much of this series in general. I've watched its oh, follow up, but I have yet to watch uh, the this original series in uh in full. And shame on me because uh, I really enjoyed Star Wars Rebels. So uh, I've been enticed to go back and watch the Clone Wars and uh, get a full of that. I just, you know, part of me just doesn't want to sit through that movie because because uh, uh, I, I I heard how bad it is. But at the same time, the rest of the it's series a movie. is good. I mean, believe me. Yeah, it, it believe is. Me, there, there's, there's plenty other bad Jar Jar Binks oh, yeah. episodes that you have to go. Uh, there's actually a few that are okay. Mm-hmm. But 
like anything, the first there's hit and miss with it, but after probably season two, it really gets its ground. So, it, it think of it, it was it was a different time back then. It was done under a different you know thing, and it, it's it's truly made for kids. Mm-hmm. But it, it slowly becomes an adult anim- or adult show. So. <laughs> And the, the movie's yeah. not that bad. It's I'm just seeing, an hour and a half of Sky Guy. Yeah, it's, it's just... <laughs> I forgot it's about okay. that shit. Oh, my God. But, you know, it's, it's so little to, to have not to only, not only you get Not only do you get Sky Guy, but you you earn, you earn you find the origin of Snips. Yo, you know, so... Hold yeah. on. Yo, shout out to Yazzie. He said, blame this on the misfortune of your girth. Yo, Yazzie, yes. please. Please. <laughs> Zaku's had it. The Zaku cockpits were huge. Oh, in it, it had but. to be, man. Three times the size. <laughs> but actually, the greatest thing about the the greatest thing about the Clone Wars cartoon mm-hmm. is the beginnings when they have the thing when the one guy is like, "It's Destination Hoth. The, you know, the new <laughs> the Republic is fighting the Separatists." The dude that ends up being the Admiral. He, uh, what's his face? Admiral Yarlaren. Or whatever. Yeah, it's just, it's everything is like an old timey newscast at the beginning. It's freaking awesome. You, just for I wish they just had a a, a video of just all those on a loop because they're hilarious. Man. You put them in black and white, you think you're watching stuff they showed like in during World War Two. So that's what's continue. Up, man. Continue with your news on that. Well, so. we we um the trailer dropped for a continuation of Star Wars yeah, uh Star, Star Wars uh Clone Wars. Uh, apparently um for those who don't know when Clone Wars initially aired it was it actually came to an, an abrupt end because of the uh partially because of the buyout uh of Disney buying Lucasfilm and the acquisition of Star Wars uh at the time uh, Clone Wars was airing on uh Cartoon Network and Disney wanted to transition all uh, Star Wars properties to other places so they had to cancel uh Clone Wars because of the deal that um Lucasfilm had with Cartoon Network for the show having exclusivity there, but um, they did make uh, a behind-the-scenes uh, animatics and storyboards and whatnot for Clone Wars, which eventually got released as its own, uh, I guess, mini-series, a partial series. Did you watch it, Neo? The, the yeah, I watched the whole thing. It's, yeah, it's like it's like six or seven episodes, I think, and it's on. It, it showed on Netflix. Like you, when you watch, because Clone Wars is still on Netflix. Uh, until it probably goes on that Disney streaming next year, mm-hmm. and um, it's okay. Um, animation's not as good. Um, it the stories are kind of rushed and a little abbreviated. Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, it does kind of go down a route where you're wanting to see where it goes, but then it ends, so you just don't know. So hopefully, um, hopefully this is. Hopefully they just kind of get rid of that that season, and maybe they just um, make this replace it or something. That that to me would be kind of make that make it easier to digest. I I'm think. I'm guessing that's what the plan is because that's all that all that all that stuff that they released for quote unquote season six was pre planned stuff that was unfinished. So I'm certain I'm I'm assuming they're going to take that material polish it up and make it look a lot better and uh, fully flush it out into episodes. It's supposed to be a 12 episode season, if I remember reading correctly. Uh, And here's the trailer for it. Do you have the, the link up on your end? Yeah, let me, let me, uh, let me bring it up now. I'll bring it up on my end. Yeah. There we go. Okay. So here's the trailer for what they dropped. Uh, Hall H. Hold on, or... let me let me get back. To... Okay. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll count this down. But I'm, I'm on just... zero zero. Yeah. You're on zero zero. Cool. Uh, I I heard and I saw some reactions on Twitter that Hall 
the hole that they showed this in went nuts. And I, I saw some 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 reactions uh, from the people in the audience. Yeah, who cares? So let's see our reactions. Really, let's see our reactions. Neo hasn't watched this. I have just to give you guys some reference. So on one, you can unpause. Here we go. Three, two, one. Oh, that's me, Lucasfilm. Oh wait. <laughs> The name's Rex. Go cashing in. Every one of these movies, one of those star movies, Lucas, War Lucas Arts. Does not come with a guarantee. No soldier gets the promise of safety. Yeah, I got a feeling these guys are going to go bad. We call him Fox. <laughs> are they? This is. Echo. I think so. I don't know where you got that idea from. Your new boss. So yes, sir. Looks like we got ourselves a batch of shinies, Commander. Look around. We're one of the same. Same heart. That helmet at the very end, is that Rex's? Your training is yeah. in your blood. And my blood's boiling for a fight. The man that got to see this shit to the end, man. This can't be good. We need to pull back. Get out of the portals. If we can draw them out, we can see them. If we can see them, we can hit them. That's about how many clone troopers they do lose in every battle. Woo! God damn. I'm really glad they went back to these, man. And that uh, Rebels, in, the, uh, in a sense, drummed up interest. And they, they must have got a ton of views on Netflix. It's not even Rebels. Everybody's been they've been asking for a real end to the Clone Wars since it, that one debuted. So True. Because it's abrupt. It's like really... It's almost better not to watch it. What I'll probably do is wait until this series starts and then... That's not Snake. You're solid. You look how Anakin looks, man. Yeah. Holy shit. All right, Rex. Hey, hey. What's so important that you brought us? Dude, all they got him. He's looking like he's about to go to the dark side. Yeah, man. He's got the shadows around the eyes and everything. They raised the budget too. Yo, look who it is. Well, it's also like Hello, ten years Master. later. It's been a while. Isn't that, um... That's... Ahsoka. No, not Ahsoka, but the, the Mandalorian next to her. That's, uh, that's your girl, um... That's your girl, um, from, uh, Battlestar Galactica, right? I think that's, uh, homegirl that eventually ends up with the Darksaber. In, uh, uh in, in Rebels. Probably. Yeah, yeah probably. Man. But, yeah, that's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, man. it looks like they definitely stepped up the budget, man. They brought back the old art style, mm -hmm. which I know is going to make a lot Let's of people happy, but the budget looks really, I mean, the animation and the detail looks really good. The, bring up the budget. Which is cool, mm -hmm. man. It's an OVA, guys. A Star Wars OVA, man. Good shit. Finally. So it's an, it's an OVA? Oh, well, yeah, I guess it is an OVA. Yeah, I mean, it's going direct to uh, the, the Disney streaming service. For those who are wondering where you're going to be able to find it, uh, it's going to be exclusive to the new Disney streaming service starting up next year. So uh, They need to bring back the narrator, though. I mean, if you're going to keep that, it's going to be like... Yeah, that is cool, though. They bring up... Because you don't, you don't know the whole thing with Ahsoka in that, right? Oh, I do know that she uh, eventually leaves the Jedi Order, thanks to oh, Rebels. Spoiler! Rebels, Man, Rebels, ruin, Rebels ruin that shit! Come on, Silbra. <laughs> Rebels told me all about that, man, and they had a—I think they had a flashback to it in uh, in Rebels as well when she she left on her own accord, but uh, she was kind of forced out. What's the low low price of forty nine ninety nine a month? Oh, because it's on the Disney streaming. Yeah, right. 
<laughs> no one knows if it's going to cost that much, but Disney doesn't seem to be, ever be cheap. So I'm thinking it's going to be like 20 bucks. It's going to it's going to be HBO for Go what? for the Disney I mean, streaming Disney, service. Got a, they got a pretty good library, but man, they, they don't got, have that much stuff for 20 bucks a month. Brother, they got a much bigger library with 20th Century Fox being a part of it now. So sure. Yeah, but I mean, that's a lot. Of, that's that's still, almost like, that's a hundred. But years. how much of it? <laughs> how much of it is, is stuff that people are actually going to watch? Um, I mean, I, I'm thinking a good deal of it, especially if they're going to have uh, early releases for like films that are in, that are not in theaters. But uh, if they're going to make it so that their films that were in theaters show up there first uh, before they even hit digital to buy and all that stuff, that could be another niche an, uh, initiative to get it. Now, you know, old old cats like I, us, we know where to find shit. But I gotta, I gotta, I seriously doubt it's twenty bucks a month. It'll probably be that. It'll probably be nine ninety nine. They'll do the they'll do the freaking bait and switch. They'll bring you in at nine ninety nine. Yeah. And after two years, it'll be fourteen ninety nine. I mean, I, I hope it's it, cheaper it's, than Netflix at least, because they're not going to have as much to offer like Netflix does. Well, so. it, it, well, you hope Netflix goes down because half of Netflix is going to be <laughs> going to lose a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they're going to lose a shit ton of stuff. Oh my god. Because not all their original stuff is good. And then he's like, "Oh, they got such great shows," and it's like, "Ugh, some of these are just garbage." But um, so what's what's the next thing, Soul Bro? The, the next from, thing is live from Hall H. Live from Hall H. Oh well, the next thing is uh something that's definitely up my alley, and uh, I'm sure everybody in the chat has seen this today. But Neil has is it, it. The second or the second or first uh, the second one, right? The it, English dub. You got the one I, the one I just posted. Yeah, you got it. The English dub one. Um, this uh this trailer dropped today. Uh, it's a continuation of a series that just recently ended. Uh, Dragon Ball Super. Uh, just recently ended back in uh, March. And uh, it's now going to have a uh, continuing episode uh, in movie form called Dragon Ball Super Broly. That's right. You heard right. They brought back uh, the old villain from the non-canon, as people would say, although canon is, canon is loosely used. But uh, yeah. the, the Z movies, uh, I, the most popular villain from the Z movies, as most people would say, Broly is now being canonized into the Dragon Ball Super timeline. And his whole origins being rewritten and brought up. I'm sure there's going to be some similarities to how his origin was, as long as they don't fucking bring back that stupid shit where he got pissed off at Goku crying as a baby. <laughs> and he, oh, hold, yeah. he holds that grudge against him his whole that. life. I don't think that's going to carry over, but uh, I really hope not because that's like the dumbest thing about him. I, I can understand if he's the legendary Super Saiyan and he's like the Hulk and he rages out, but that's the one thing about him that bothered me so goddamn much. But it's looking promising. The animation is off the hook. Neil hasn't seen this trailer either, so I'm mm. really excited for him to check this out. And I'll go yeah. ahead and pull it up here. I like the first movie. I like the Brawley movie. Yeah, I liked it too. Uh, despite uh, the dumb shit about his origin, I thought it was uh, he made a very intimidating villain, and the fact that he was just almost unstoppable was uh, one of the coolest Dragon, things about him. Dragon Ball. I'm not always there for the story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, uh, I suffered through it just so I could see the fights. All right, here yeah. we go. We'll start it on one, three, two, one. God, what is this? So tell me, Goku, Kiritoriyama. why do you seek even more strength it's than Goku. you have already? The tournament of power opened my eyes. No way I can see how different they look now? now. They look more yeah. like the manga components. They tried to really yeah. capture the art style of Toriyama for this. That's cool. Yeah, they look straight up manga. Wait till you see the action, though. It's that ridiculous. Here we go. That's him. But his I like his new design, man. Yeah, he looks. I do Go like the way he Broly. looks. It was his dad. That's my Saiyan armor now. Watch the shit. Whooping that ass. Has 
imposing fight! Jeez. Magnificent! His power level is amazing! Jeez. What? Yeah, he got brought back in uh super. Looks like this is going to be tougher than we thought. Yeah, I can't wait. That's cool that they put him in the sand armor. He's getting stronger. The story Ooh. of an unknown Saiyan. Yeah, man. Uh, it looks amazing, dude. I, I'm quite hyped for that. And it comes out. It comes out in Japan in December on the 14th, and it comes out here in the states on January. I believe the end of, end of January is when it comes out. Ooh. So, awesome. yeah, man. It's uh, it's it's very interesting, man. I just hope they do a much better job with uh, conveying his rage and uh, getting him to um, getting him that to come across a little bit better. That he's not just a, a pissed off air traveler, just be mad at kids crying. Yeah, I mean, if you see his design, he's now he's he's now battle scarred, like he's been a dog of war. Um, yeah. During the time that Frieza was in the uh, in the in the afterlife, but uh, when Frieza got brought back to life in Super, he um and he he uh, he went back to his empire, and he's now building it back up again. And I believe the way they're going to connect all of this is that Broly and his father were found in the time that he was gone, and um, he's going to try uh, okay. to use him as a tool against Goku and uh, Vegeta, Vegeta. But uh, that's not going to work out well <laughs> according to what the trailer shows. So uh, no. we'll see, we'll see. But um, interesting stuff, man. Uh, how did it look to you, man? It looks pretty good. I mean, you definitely want to check it out. I, I always enjoyed all the Dragon Ball movies. Mm -hmm. You know, some some were better than others, but you know they were always a, a fun thing. But it's it's cool now that we're kind of seeing almost like a, a renaissance of uh, of Dragon Ball. Just, just dra Dragon Ball just is just going beyond generations. It seems like now. I mean, it's 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 becoming one of those generational type franchises yeah it's it's cool to see it just and, turned it um, just it turned 30 years old not too long ago and um yeah. you got a whole two three generations that grew up with it and now their kids are watching it and their grandkids are watching it and um yeah it's still holding i up, am holding no a lot of i am noticing in a lot of this stuff though you know it's not necessarily hand-drawn but it basically looks like it's hand-drawn now so i i kind of like that aspect that um um you know they're kind of like at least given that that um that look of like, oh, this is hand drawn. We know it's not. It's all done by computers, but it just has that um, kind of look. Because it, it, the with the manga style in there, it does really look kind of hand drawn to me. Yeah, so. I mean, it, um, a lot of it is hand drawn animation. That one scene where it showed uh, Goku uh, Blue going at uh, Broly and they turned the camera. That is CG uh, CG models right there. But I think that's yeah. the only spot where there are CG models. Although there's a lot of CG effects on the lighting and all that stuff, but. Um, it just looks fluid to me, man. It looks like they're going for the Ghibli approach, and I'm I'm digging that, man. It's it it harkens back to uh, some of the very early Dragon Ball films, uh, the, like the first yeah. three movies from original Dragon Ball, um, how the animation was during there. So uh, yeah. I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping that it's going to be as good as I'm expecting, but we'll see, we'll see. But yeah, he does kind of look like. Uh... Yamcha in his original version. Yes, yeah, he, a lot of people are commenting on that, especially since he has that scar on his face and his yeah. hair. He's a little bit Yamcha eyes. Maybe that's the twist. Oh shit! Maybe that's the J.J. Abrams twist. Oh, oh, oh. It's the twist. <laughs> he was he was Yamcha all along, like Khan. Yeah. 
Yep. He was con all along. I never knew. No. <laughs> what a shock. How did how did a lily white man become have been on Mooney and Sing? It just doesn't make any sense. I was completely duped. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Fantastic stuff, man. So I turned it back right, over. Well, mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that special report, so bro. You're very welcome. Hopefully we'll get some more stuff from anime or uh, from uh, Comic Con this year, considering um, it's a little bit more muted, from what I understand. It's yeah. it's uh, the, the um, well, it doesn't. It's not really uh, San Diego Hollywood Con anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, a lot of studios pulled out, man. Uh, my, yeah. Freaking Marvel's not there. At least the movie side, Marvel and Disney didn't bring any movies there. They brought shows, but not movies. And uh, some other people didn't bring. Yeah, because they either. want you to go to that D twenty three thing. Yeah, they do, right? <laughs> so, they got the, they got the mouse will take over soon enough. That's the but, money um, right in their pocket, boy. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But. Um, well, thank you, everyone, for your submissions. If you ever have any news submissions, just go to the Neos Listener Submitted News Articles thread in the Gundam section of the Mecha Talk Forum. And um, I guess I'll just start us off with our first, because Silver, I know we didn't really decide who was going to do what on this. We just yeah. kind of did it off the cuff. Doing it off the I'll start off with the Pacific Rim Uprising. I'll do a little synopsis, and then we can just go into some of the things, lowlights, highlights, sidelights, everything about it. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, this came out earlier this year. It's a direct sequel to uh, Pacific Rim, which came out in 2013, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were both wrong on that. We said 14. Guillermo yeah. <laughs> um, uh, del Toro did not um, direct this one, but he's a producer. Mm-hmm. And a uh, quick synopsis, set 10 years after the uh, first movie, uh, we see this guy that ends up being called Jake Pentecost, which we find out is the son of the man with the greatest name ever outside of shop weapon, Stacker Pentecost. Um, and uh, we see him, he's just kind of just this guy um, drifting and just making a uh, thing, you know, living off the black market. He's in the LA area. We kind of see a little bit of what went on after, after the battle, which is called the battle of the breach. Um, of course we see now the pan Pacific defense Corps uh, is back again. They have, um, they have Jaegers, um, even though there's no kaiju coming around, but they're still kind of around. And uh, we get introduced to um, uh, this girl called Amara. Uh, Jake gets kind of scooped up with her because she's got a uh, single pilot Jaeger called Scrapper. And I guess one of the things that they're having in this post-apocalyptic world is that everybody's uh, there's a big black market for par- uh, Jaeger parts. So a lot of people are doing, um, making their own Jaegers. And basically what the Jaeger Corps is doing is just uh, policing these people. And, uh, you know, long story short, uh, they get caught, captured by this Jaeger called November Ajax. I just love the names of these things. <laughs> I, I, they're cool names. I mean, it's it, it's not a bad name. It's like November Ajax. It's it, At first you're like, eh. but then you're like, that's not too bad. Um, and, of course, we see... You know, they're brought into the Pan uh, Pacific Defense Corps. Jake is like, you know, just a just kind of a screw up. And um, he's kind of saved by his, his adoptive sister, Mako Mori. We remember her from the first movie. Mm-hmm. She was uh, one of the main characters, one of the Jaeger pilots that helped at the final battle there. And, of course, we find out that Jake washed out of the, um, the Jaeger program. And now he's brought back in to keep him. Uh, out of a criminal record. I mean, that's been done in how many movies? So many movies. <laughs> <laughs> so many. 
we got to bring you back into the military because you're just a screw up and uh, you know so we see that kind of fast forward there's this uh, large uh, multinational Chinese corporation called Xiao which is pretty much the weapons developer for the Jaegers now and they're coming up with something that would man come to the it would bother Trace Kushinada because what they're offering is uh, autonomous uh, Jaegers uh, the ability of, well, not really autonomous, but piloted by drones mm-hmm. uh, and, and piloted by pilots, kind of like what we have now, um, you know, with uh, those Predator drones and stuff, the guys, you know, controlling it in, you know, Kansas somewhere while it flies over Afghanistan. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, that's kind of the thing. But, um, and then we get entered and we see that um, Newt, the guy, one of the doctors from, uh, the previous show or the previous movie, uh, which helped um, tap into the uh, Jaeger or the uh, Kaiju brain with what was it Herman, the other doctor, and they remember they found out how to the breach and and some of the plan of what the Kaiju's were and everything like that. We see that he's working for Shao and he's kind of like the chief weapons developer. Um, and of course, um, the Jaeger program doesn't want to do that because basically these pilots are going to be out of jobs. And, same old things. And the next thing you know, um, some of these, they're making the, um, uh, there, there's a Jaeger that comes out of nowhere. And it's called, they kind of designate it Obsidian Fury, which I think is kind of funny too, that they give them a name. It's a, it's a rogue Jaeger. And mm-hmm. uh, this thing's kind of, it's kind of messing up things. And, uh, you know, they engage in a battle and uh, they finally get to, um, destroy it because uh, Jake and uh, he goes out in what was it Stru- uh, Gypsy Gypsy Avenger and he goes with his former pilot mate uh, a guy named Jake who's kind of like just the jock dude that's just all oorah military and Jake you shouldn't have left and all this other stuff but then somehow they're able to put it together and they find out that um, the Obsidian Fury is actually controlled by the secondary brain of a kaiju and uh, they find out that the brain was actually grown on Earth. So that brings up a big mystery of what's going on. How Conspiracy. could this happen? Yes. How could this happen? How could, uh, um, you know, how could this, the breach is closed. How, how, how could a kaiju brain do this? Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, in the meantime, they're going forward with the drone Jaeger program. And uh, what kind of is a, a scene out of a- End of Evangelion, we see all these uh, drones show up. And they kind of look like these damn things. And yep. uh, we see that the, the original computer brains that they have in, all of a sudden the kaiju brain that's inside of them just takes over and they just start messing up the shatter dome. And, uh, you know, the, these um, kind of pilot cadets that um, are part of that Jake was helped training because when he got brought in, he was supposed to help train these pilot cadets. Uh, now it's up to them to... Uh, you know, fight the kaiju and and take care of all this stuff. Um, They get with the actual, the head of Shao Industries, because up until this point, you're thinking, oh, man, this is just some evil corporation, because this lady was all into this drone program. So you're thinking it's her, but um, she's luckily able to destroy the kaiju brains within those drones, um, but not in the, but during the meantime, the drones that are all over were actually kind of, a lot of them are gathering into the oceans and doing some breaches. And oh, yeah. by the time that she was able to kill all the kaiju brains, 
um, they were able, most of the breaches closed except three. And uh, there was three big kaijus, and they're all going to Japan because they found out that got to go to Japan. They're all going to Mount Fuji because, and I didn't know this, and I don't know if anybody knows this is true or not, but I guess Mount Fuji's full of rare earth minerals. And rare earth minerals, when they um, react to kaiju blood, are going to do a toxic gas that Dr. Herman talks about. So, of course, all the pilot cadets have to go in what's left over of the Jaegers that weren't destroyed in the drone attack, and they have to go and fight the, um, the, the kaiju. But how do you get there? What's the best way you think of getting there from way down by, like, Hong Kong uh, into, uh, into Tokyo really quickly? What would be the best way, uh, Solbro? Carnival Cruise Line. Carnival Cruise Line. <laughs> Transporter, Hydra foil, boots for these for these for these. <laughs> to skate but, uh, along the, the water. No, no, not at all. But luckily, uh, Doctor Herman was creating some type of uh, rocket where you mixed kaiju, a little bit of kaiju blood and a little bit of rare earth minerals, and it gave you a nice quick blast off. And uh, so the the Jaegers get there. Most a couple of them get knocked out of commission. Couple one of the pilots is killed. Couple are hurt. Uh, meanwhile, we find out. Oh, why did these kaiju brains go? Why, what's going on? We find out that poor Newt has been taken over by uh, the precursors, who are the um, you know the masters of the kaiju, mm-hmm. and uh, they took him over because this idiot has been. Remember in the first movie, he drifted with the kaiju brain. He's been. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you think at the beginning of the movie that he has a, a wife, and you find out the <laughs> wife is actually a kaiju brain mm-hmm. in, in a jar that he sits there and gets with every night, and he's actually the one behind everything. Meantime, these three kaiju, as they're going to to uh, Mount Fuji, they get engaged with the Jaegers, like we said, big battle ensues. And then what what can make things worse, Solbro? What can make things worse than three kaiju? Um. Uh, 17. <laughs> no. Those three kaiju becoming one big kaiju. Ooh, they formed Voltron, boy. Mecha kaiju. They sure so, did, boy. Holy well, shit. They're well, more, they're more like uh, Get a Robo or something because yeah, it's only three of them. There's only three so. of them. <laughs> <laughs> so all the, all, the, all the Jaegers are knocked out of commission except for Gypsy Avenger. Uh, Nate gets hurt. So who comes in to help is Amara. So Jake and Amara, they go way up in the space, and then they come back down, and they do basically, I don't know, what, what type of punch would you say that is? Uh, it's not really a rocket punch. It's like an atmospheric drop punch. Yo, it's, and, it's, it's uh, a Geki Gang punch. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, so we, uh, mm-hmm. we basically drops on top of the kaiju, uh, kills the kaiju, the end. But now we got to wait because we think there could be more problems going on, which hints to another movie. Mm-hmm. And of course, Ooh. Newt's been captured, and he's talking a bunch of stuff because he's basically possessed by the precursors. So, yeah. um, you know, that uh, he threatens Jake at the end, and Jake basically says they're now going to be uh, the next time humanity's going to be the ones attacking the precursors. Oh, shit. The end. No, hell yeah. So, bro. Oh, and by the way, spoiler alert if you didn't know. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you do that at the end. <laughs> yeah. Re-entry punch. Yeah, that's a good one. That's oh, definitely a good one. Yo, word to Megasan. Yeah. Good shit. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Sobro. Uh-huh. Tell us a little bit about what you liked about this movie. Man, I got it. Man, it's it's a movie that I thoroughly enjoyed. But I have come to the realization that most people I talked to did not enjoy this film. And it drives me nuts. But I know the reason why you and I love this movie so much. And it's because it is such a love letter to the genre of mecha anime. Like, this movie is ten times more anime than the original one. Um, oh, yeah. And I, I love Guillermo del Toro. And ten, and ten, and ten times more in lighting than mm-hmm. that one. Because, damn. Woo! I tell it sober. I'm like, you know, you know it's a Guillermo del Toro film. Because, man, it's always in the dark. Like, But there were pros and cons to that. because There it, are pros and cons yeah. to it. They had to do it in the first one because it, may, it gave a better sense. And it's and it's a cheap way to kind of hide effects and stuff, you know. That so. that especially, and it also allows the. I think it allows for people to digest the CG a little bit better yeah. when you have everything. Like nothing beats to me the set piece in Hong Kong when they're in the middle of the city, and of course, uh, uh, Gypsy Danger has the 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 big boat and uses it as a blunt object to attack the the the, the kaiju. Oh, and that in the first movie, yes, yeah, in the first yes, movie, yes. I think that. Guillermo del Toro as a as a director and a and a creator has a, an incredible eye for scenic uh, action scenes, but um, he takes a while to get to them, so his movies kind of suffer in pace a little bit. But I still think he's a magnificent director. Um, Stephen Stephen uh, Stephen S. Denight, um he is a kind of a meat and potatoes type director. He gets to the point. I think the pace in this movie is a whole lot faster than the first one. And it is. I, and I, I like the characters in the ensemble in this film a little bit better than the first one. I'll be honest with you. Uh, um, you know, what's his name? Uh, Charlie, uh, I forget his last name, but the, the, of course, uh, homeboy from, um, uh, from uh, you know, I'll pull it up right here. I got it right here in my thing. Uh, his name, Charlie Hunnam. Uh, he's not a strong lead. I, I like him in Sons no. of Anarchy, but everything else he's been in, not that strong. Although he's, I, a, he's a he's a TV lead. Yeah, he's a TV lead. He was okay in Pacific Rim, but he wasn't super strong in that film. To me, Rinko Kikuchi uh, as as Mako was to me the the true lead of Pacific Rim, and I really enjoyed her character. Really? Which I, I, to me, I, I felt more akin to her character. I thought it was I, was, I thought it was Herc and his son. Oh. <laughs> Herkin, I'll be honest. I, I the Herkin Herkin Lloyds, man. Yeah, I, I thought more of them, but that, but whatever. No, and her you know, was cool. Her his son was a bit of a brick until the end. But uh, of course, Idris Elba did a great job in that film. I, I love that guy and anything that he does. But he lied. Yeah, he did. Because <laughs> the apocalypse was not canceled. It wasn't canceled. Oh man! But uh, if if anything, Rinko Kikuchi was the was to me the heart of Pacific Rim, and I, I really loved her in that, and I was glad they brought her back for part two, but in, in the back of my head and deep in my heart, I had a very, very bad feeling that they were going to kill her off, and when they did, I was so mad. I shouldn't have been mad, because I saw it coming. I saw it coming. As soon as she was in that helicopter, it was like, she's dead. She's fucking dead, and sure enough, they fucking pulled that off. They killed her off, and she had the plans. She went out like burning, bro. Yeah. <laughs> She yeah. went out like South. Oh my God, yeah. I'm so mad that they took her out like South. I, oh, oh my God! But well, you know, at, least, at least she got part of the part of the message out there. She did. Kind of, but poor Bright or poor South Burning. I mean, we'll we'll never know what he had. 
<laughs> Yo, shout out to the show. He's in the chat. He says, Jesus Christ. I'm glad I stopped paying attention to this movie after the first 10 minutes. Show, uh, just to let y'all know, y'all, you guys know show. He he didn't like this movie at all. He didn't like uh, at all. He was hesitant to watch it. And when he watched it, he was not pleased at all. Um, he, he gave me his uh, review. And you guys have probably heard him talk about it on stream. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Shoji Romero if you guys want to run back his archives. But yeah, uh, we got into the discussion. I told him I really enjoyed it. I've seen it probably about four or five times. We own it on Blu-ray. So, uh, yeah, man, I really, I really dug this movie. You're going into it, man. Yeah, man. Um, uh, going into the set pieces, I didn't think the CG looked as good as the first movie, but it was only like a little bit of a notch down. It wasn't until the final fight that it started to step up. But in some of the other scenes, especially when it was in broad daylight, it was cool to be able to see everything, but it didn't look as good as I thought it could. And I knew they were working with a, a lower budget for this film. But um, the amount of heart that they put into, I'd say, the characters, and, and the characters are not three, and not all three-dimensional. Some of them are, 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 are a little two-dimensional, like the cadets that we don't really get to know all that much. And, uh, and uh, what's his name? Uh, well, hell, we got to know them more than the other Jaeger pilots in the first movie. Yeah, that's true. Outside of, outside of Herc. It's funny because they have that, like, um, mm-hmm. they, they almost got, like, the Battlestar Galactica Hall of Remembrance for all the people yeah. that died. <laughs> So, so like when when Mako's there, like she gets added to the wall of remembrance, and you see all the. And I was like, oh yeah, that's those are the pilots from the first movie. It's yeah. like I don't even know who they are. Oh wow! <laughs> and they're like, I didn't even know who those people. No, I mean yeah. the the Russian couple. Remember mm-hmm. the? Yep. And the Chinese, the, the Chinese brothers. Yeah, it's like yep. you never never understood who they were, and it's like you know so. <clears throat> Yeah, it's it's we at least get a little bit more of these cadets, even though it's the typical thing of like the newcomer comes in and you got like every you know the the one guy that accepts her, then you got the girl that you know hates her because she got in easier than her. It's, it's I mean, there's so many damn cliches mm-hmm. in this movie. Yes, that they it hit, does kind of make it funny. They hit I mean, everyone. They hit. Every oh my cliche God. they possibly can, every, but I still every, don't hate the movie at all. I just I don't know what's wrong every, with me. Dude. It's like every oh. sci-fi cliche, mm-hmm. every like teen movie cliche, <laughs> dude. They 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 smacked into every cliche, man, and I was still there riveted like a total fool. I love this movie. Let me just put this on the table, but I have to. So what else? What else, did you, what else did you like about it? So I, 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 can go I I like the callback to the pilots, as you mentioned, but I did take notice that they didn't show Raleigh Beckett. Uh, Charlie Hunnam's character in that lineup, so they kind of yeah, kept. What the hell is he doing? Like, kept, he, what, I mean, he could. He's too good to, to no, make a cameo. No, uh, real talk. He was. I believe he was filming King Arthur at the time, so he already, had, he already had. He already had. He could. He could make a cameo, but they left the door open for him to come back in a in a future installment. So I think that's actually kind of cool. Because King Arthur probably did so well. Boy, did it! <laughs> Boy, did it not! <laughs> But yeah, they, they kept the door open for him to come back, so I thought that was dope. I didn't see her, I didn't see Herc Hansen uh, in the lineup either, so I thought yeah. that was cool. I'd like to see him come back. Um, but yeah, really, those are the only survivors besides Clifton Collins Jr. from the first movie that didn't make a return in this. And uh, yeah, Mekasan also agrees. Uh, scheduling conflicts. That's what I heard too. He wanted to be in it. He wanted to at least make a cameo, but because um, the people asked him when he was on tour for. Um, uh, I think King Arthur. Uh, why you weren't in Pacific Room? He said he wanted to be there, but he just he couldn't make it do oh, okay. the things. So he he saw his fondness for that film, and I, I hope they do bring him back if they do make a follow up for this. Um, but yeah, man, um, 
there's a ton of Easter eggs in this film. And as a mecha anime fan, you pick up on them fast, man. As you mentioned, um, those uh, those drones that they created are the dummy plugs from End of Evangelion, straight up and down, <laughs> yeah. from conception to uh, to 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 put put being put into action. That's exactly the 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 purpose they serve. They serve to bring back an enemy, um, a, a, to bring out a more powerful enemy or or more powerful uh, 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 adversary for the uh, for the for the pilots to face and uh how that whole scene played out i thought was fantastic um and then you have uh of course the major easter eggs the the one obvious easter egg and then one not so obvious um when you see the unicorn gundam in the middle of uh tokyo in front of that building and you're saying yo that's the unicorn gundam that's cool that's that's uh, you figured it would go with the rx78 which we saw earlier this year in um in Ready Player One, you thought it would go with that, but they went with the unicorn, which is nice because that is probably the, some of the hotness in Japan right now. But then, just a few seconds later, you see the sign on the building that the that the statue's in front of, and it says Anaheim Electronics. And yeah. although people are like gawking over the Gundam, real deep cut Gundam fans in that audience are losing their fucking minds because they had they mentioned a corporation from Gundam that is somehow backdoored into Pacific Rim and may have had something to do with the Jaeger program, which is really fucking cool. At least you can you can you can speculate. Oh yeah, Ron Perlman's character wasn't in the movie. Shout out to Yazi for that. Um, the, well, he got, didn't he get eaten? No, well, he got out of it. Oh, he, that's right, yeah, he got you, out of it. You watch yeah. it at the very end, you see him get out. But yeah. He um he he also wasn't it I th- believe he was filming something else as well, but um yeah um that was that was really cool um a shout out to Fred Rex double uh, zero on Twitter he's a he's a big fan of this movie too and he had mentioned to me that the villain uh, the villainous turn by uh, Newt is something that is actually uh, akin or it harkens back to Magazer Z with a character called Doctor Hell Doctor Hell was also a good guy at one point but then he turns becomes he, he becomes enamored with uh with 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 darkness and uh he becomes one of the main villains of manga Charlie Murphy? Yeah, not You got enamored with Char- Charlie Murphy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Charlie Day got enamored with Charlie Murphy. <laughs> well, you said darkness. <laughs> darkness is darkness is <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, he got enamored with Charlie Murphy, but no, um, yeah. Uh, it, it, but you know what actually annoyed me is that I went into this movie already knowing that was going to happen, and it wasn't because I read spoilers. It wasn't because um, someone had, I, someone I knew saw the movie and it told me about it. No, I went into this movie already knowing that um, that Newton was going to turn are going to be the uh, one of the villains in this film because of something that happened on the on the press circuit for the first film. What you guys don't know is when um, Guillermo del Toro was out on the press circuit for the first film, he would talk nonstop about his thoughts about what he was going to do for the sequel for this film. And one of the biggest things he would talk about consistently is that he was going to have Newton become enamored with the kaiju and have his brain hijacked by one and become the villain of the second film. So here I am in the theater just sitting and waiting for him to make his villainous turn. And it's like, I know this motherfuckers working with the kaiju and then when you see that scene with him uh having the kaiju in his apartment as like oh well there you go that confirms it for me that he's going to be the villain of the film um and lo and behold of course when he makes that uh when he makes that turn in the middle of the film it wasn't it wasn't surprising to me at all when uh he turns on his uh on his old friend but uh yeah they were saying that way back in 2013 when they're on the press circuit for this film that this was going to be a major plot point in the sequel and i wish i had forgotten it <laughs> i really wish i did but uh, uh lo and behold I, I, I didn't i didn't know about it but it was kind of evident after mm-hmm. especially when he when he does show up there you're like oh wow this guy is gonna be he's, he's gonna be the baddie because yeah. at first they position it where you're thinking like 
the um, the the head of Shao Industries, the real no nonsense boss lady, was going to be the one. And it's like after a while, I'm like, I don't really see that happening because this is like she's just too worried about business. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, and she wasn't. And she didn't even have like this evil thing to her. It wasn't like you know she was just going to be like the, the evil businessman. It was just like she's just straight up about like doing business and making a good drone program. <laughs> yeah. like, I, didn't, yes. I didn't really get, it, get that, but um, anything else that you liked so I can get into some of mine, Soul Bro? Uh, uh, John Boyega was a fantastic lead. I think that um, he's actually the better lead between the two movies. Um, he had charisma. Um, he, uh, We talked about this before the show, but he reminded me so much of Judo, Ash- Judo Ashta. Because, <laughs> you know, his job was to kind of... Uh, to, to take parts from old down Jaegers. Oh, he was a junkie. He And and also uh of course um what's the name of the the girl that was a uh, um I forget her Amara. name. Amara. She uh reminded me also of one of the junkyard uh one of the junkyard kids from Double Zeta. So there's a little bit of that in there too and um yeah, they they felt like the characters the the cadets felt like characters ripped out of mecha anime, man. And I I love the charisma. I love the the back and forth yeah, between them. I, I agree. All that yeah, stuff, yeah. Man. I, I think um, I think Jake was more Garrett. Yeah. He's a little oh, bit more Garrett. You think he's more Garrett? Oh, more Garrett. Oh yeah. shit! Um, because because he's a loner. Yeah, that's and, true. It, and Judo was all about him and the junkyard kids. He's, he's all about the family, man. He's more uh, Vin yeah, Diesel. He was, he, <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, he's he's more Dominic Toretto. <laughs> Dominic Toretto, baby. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Fred. He, I remember he also told me on Twitter today. He said the wall of kaiju um, that they showed have mad references to other uh, monster movies, other kaiju's from monster movies. So there's the Easter eggs of that in this film too. If you uh, look real closely, you'll see uh, monsters from other films uh, on that wall of kaiju. So I think that's fucking fantastic. And there's probably a ton of Easter eggs from uh, from monster movies of the past that are in this film that completely went over my head. So uh, my apologies for not being able to bring those up. But uh, yeah, man, I had a lot of fun with this film. And Neil, what did you think about it? Well, I'll be honest. Um, when I saw those trailers for it, I was like, mm-hmm. and I finally watched this because I was going to watch it for Gundam. I, I had been meaning to watch it. I just never got to it. And, and I think it was just because when I saw those um, uh, those trailers, I was just like, because they were like, I don't know. I I don't mind. It wasn't like the the. I think it was because they were putting the music with it. Like they were doing like the. I think it was like hip hop with it, and I was mm-hmm. just like, I don't. I like hip hop. I like this, but it just. It didn't. It, it wasn't like appealing to me. It was just kind of like. Ugh, yeah, I mean, you know? when, when, so, they a, when they force a Kanye West song and they force that shit down yeah, your throat, I can't stand that shit. I can't stand that well, guy. It's not, it's not even. It's not even. The, it wasn't like forcing it. It was just like mm-hmm. it didn't seem like it went. So I'm just like, oh boy, I, I don't know what this is going to be. Yeah, I watched it. I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that I loved it. I didn't. I did not hate it. I yeah. like it a lot. I think it's. I think it's a fun movie. Um, it actually went beyond my expectations because I <laughs> didn't really know how they were going to uh, approach it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I think Jake was he was good, but once again, that character I've seen it before. So I mean, that's one of the that's one of the bad things. I mean, that he's you know he's the typical thing where the father's the great hero and everybody's comparing him to him. So I mean, he's not anything we haven't seen before but it wasn't like um it wasn't 
you know, it wasn't bad either. I mean, it just wasn't about it. Um, you know, it was, uh, like Solbro said, they do, um, do a lot of shout outs to, uh, stuff in mecha anime and, and you know, one is, uh, I, I thought of Arthur from F91 where they show the one kaiju yep. with the, with the bullet casings falling on the ground. I'm Ooh. like, yes, I'm like, man, what about mother and child and Arthur? I was waiting <laughs> for him. <laughs> So, yeah, I saw that. I mean, that was there. And, of course, the Saber Athena is basically Evangelion Unit 2. Mm-hmm. And not only look... I think the only thing different from it is just the head. Everything else looked the same. And it even it even worked the same, it seemed like. Dude, they did and that old trope e- where they went up against their own type of uh, mecha in this movie, man. They they went up against yeah. uh, a kind of like a, a clone they had to go up against of, of, of something yeah. from the past. And uh, it worked also in that case, man. It, I, I, I enjoyed the fact that they, they did that trope in this. Um, it was... They were a little bit more uh, destructive. I mean, mm-hmm. Tokyo got the shit knocked out of it. It did. Um, and it did... They Something they showed that I didn't notice so much in the first movie, maybe it's because the kaiju hadn't shown up for a couple of years... Um, we actually see when people are running to the, uh, to the, to the fallout shelters or the shelters, they're getting killed. Yeah. And yeah. And I was like, wow, that that's different. But you know, so it's a little bit more violent on that aspect. Um, and it does seem like, you know, they, they do, I think everybody learned from the man of steel that you have to like, at least nod that you're somehow trying to get the innocent people out of the city before you fuck it up <laughs> because it, because there's even a point, I forget which, which, uh, Jaeger pilots or whatever, but yeah, it's confirmed. Everybody's you know made it to the shaky go balls out. It's yeah, like not everybody. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's some old bullshit. <laughs> so it, it's uh, it, you know it, it, it's it's pretty funny on that aspect, but um, you know so other than that, I mean um, it's kind of what I expected it to be. Um, yeah, like you said, the great reveal of Newt being the the actual baddie, not a big stretch. Um, you know, kind of the thing at the end, you know, the ending there with the rocket punch from outer space. Um, you know, that, that, that was kind of interesting. I guess in the next movie, they'll just create satellites where they can just do kinetic, uh, uh, like just drop uh, rods down and use kinetic energy to kill the kaijus. That'd probably be much cheaper than building Jaegers. That probably but, would um, be, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, the whole reason why they were able to do that was basically because um, they just used gravity. So maybe maybe that would be the best thing to, to do. Mm-hmm. But um, Solbro, um, any, any things you didn't like or any things that were kind of lacking for you uh, in the movie? Um, one thing I, I wasn't too crazy about, and it's mainly because this actor really hasn't gripped me in anything he's done, uh, is uh, Scott Eastwood, man. He <laughs> he he's he's definitely. I I don't want to say wooden because I see that he's trying, but you know I saw him in Fast and the Fate of the Furious, and I've seen him in other films, and I watch him in this, and I gotta say this is probably the best he's ever been in all the movies I've seen him in. But he's definitely not his dad, I, and I, I I I can't. I can't put that on him as an actor to try to be like a clone of his dad, but you know, Michael Douglas stepped it up from Kirk Douglas. 
But yeah, I think I think the I think the other point that you have is uh-huh. maybe that maybe the fact that he's getting these roles is because of the last name, and maybe it might be good to have other actors yeah. <laughs> to do these roles. No, he, I mean, nothing he, against. I I'll be honest. I don't. Um, I didn't think of him that bad. Yeah. Mainly because there's not that you don't have to deal with him that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, he plays dickhead bro mm-hmm. really well. So that's like, so in every movie where you need like dickhead bro dude, like dickhead bro frat guy, he's he's that guy, and, and that's basically what that character was. He was in one that's of your, what Nate was. He was in one of your favorite movies of all time, Suicide Squad, and he was practically an extra in what? that shit. Yeah, he's in that movie. My, Go back my, and look. My, one of one of my favorite <laughs> movies of all time. How dare you? Thank you. Oh, let me yeah. not put that on. Let me not put that on Neil. Oh. Neil cannot stand that movie. Just oh. put that. Let me put Man. that in. Let me let me correct that statement the, right there because I, I don't want. The only I don't thing I will say about that, that movie. Whew. The only thing I will say about that movie is they did pick some good songs to listen to. Mm-hmm. But other than that, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not. I, I I didn't see it as much, but I, I get what you're saying. I mean, yeah. he's he doesn't jump out at the screen for you. And, no, and, yeah. And, so. un- unfortunately, uh, it, it and I, again, I see him trying. Maybe he's just still trying to find his rhythm and his time. But he usually ends up playing the same character, some straight laced uh, killjoy. Uh, but it, although he he became a better character throughout the film, so I do I did see him warming up, and it was cool that there was that that friction between him and Jake at first because they used to be boys and then they weren't and you know you have to have that trope in mecha anime but um they worked it out but still he's definitely he's he's got a ways to go as an actor um when it comes down to it um i guess another thing that probably probably bothered me a bit uh is that charlie day he can ham it up but i does he have any other notes in his acting uh acting ability man that's what i'm starting to wonder uh, oh, and being being like crazy neurotic, yeah, crazy guy. Exactly. Yeah, that gets a little old too. I, yeah, I still like his character of Newt, and I thought I thought it was cool to see someone who was a good guy in the first movie become a bad guy in this one. I wish I again I didn't know this going in, and I got to discover it as the movie got went along. Although it's easy to pick up on as you watch yeah. the film, but I, going into the film that kind of hurt it. But that's on me. That's not on the movie itself. But um, I certainly hope that if they do make a third one, that uh, they do find a more compelling villain for that one, and maybe someone who uh, will definitely uh, bring the heat acting wise. Um, other than that, Stephen S. Knight, he's definitely a, um, a a director that I like, um, and he's definitely a showrunner I've enjoyed throughout the years. He worked on uh, Daredevil uh, recently, and he was going to work on. Um, actually, I'm getting my wires crossed, but he did work on the first season of Daredevil before he left, and someone else took over for his. Uh, Oh, or season two of Daredevil, something like that. But um, hey, I, I've, I've enjoyed what he's done. I've, I've, I'm all over the place. But um, I don't think he's quite the director that Guillermo is. Um, I do like the fact, as I well, mentioned no, before... Like, Guillermo del Toro is an Academy Award winning director. Yes, as of recently, <laughs> yes he is. <laughs> I mean, well, but, he's been nominated prior to that. Right? That is true, I mean, that is true. So, but tonight hasn't mean, directed too many movies, and this is a, one of his big right. budget uh, shots. So I think he did an amicable job of what he had to work with. Uh, but I, I certainly hope that um, if he if he gets another shot at one of these movies or in another movie in general, that um, he he, um, he kind of differentiates himself 
from other directors. I, I this movie was was shot. I, I'm not going to say flatly because it wasn't, but um, I was I was expecting a little bit more spectacular flair to the way uh, some of the some of the action scene, scenes were shot. Uh, and they did bring, they did bring it in the third act. They did bring it in the third act, but some of the action scenes fell flat for me in this movie. Like the the fight on the ice glacier was one of them. Uh, it was cool, but it really wasn't a lot to write home about. I I, I think they could have done that a little bit better. Maybe some of the more of the fight could have been underwater. And I'm just really nitpicking here. I'll be honest with you. Well, I mean, like you said though, too, it didn't have as big a budget as the first movie. Yeah. So maybe maybe it's a that's a a product of a smaller budget. I don't know. So. Yeah. Anything else you didn't like about it, Silbro? Um, like I said, I'm nitpicking for the most part, man. Um, well, uh, you don't have to nitpick yeah. just to find something to say. The music didn't, the music didn't, uh, didn't, didn't uh, hit as uh, hard as I thought it would. Uh, for the most part, um, I but Ram, Raman Dewadi, uh, the guy who did the music for the first film, he uh, he didn't come back for this one, unfortunately. So they got another person to do the music. Uh, matter of fact, that person is uh, Lauren Balf. Who I'm not familiar with their work at all, but uh, if anything, uh, <laughs> I, I, I had to do it on the cheap. Yeah, he he just uh, he just pretty much tried to resurrect uh, music and themes from the first film and add a little bit of a spin, but it wasn't nearly the the really good score from uh, the original film. So, other than that, those are like my 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 uh, my critiques there. Uh, overall, though, I, I had a lot of fun watching this. Okay, well, a um, couple things that I didn't really care for too much in this movie um one is gonna be probably the biggest one is the final battle uh went on too long and i think they could have made it a little shorter and use some of that time to maybe expand at the beginning maybe expand a little bit more in the world because i feel like yeah, we got kind of a taste of what was going on in that short montage at the beginning when Jake's kind of talking about stuff. Mm-hmm. But I still wanted to kind of see a little bit with the the military, what their deal is, a little bit more of you know this drone program. Maybe they can go a little bit more into it because um, it seems like that's that would have been a cooler thing to kind of discuss. Uh, the issue that I, uh, the other issue I had with the final battle is like. Okay, so these all these kai are these Jaegers have problems with the kaiju that are basically uh, when they're separated, and then when they get to when the kaiju become one, basically takes them all out except for Gypsy Avenger, and then Gypsy Avenger kind of at the last minute, you know, they're, it's getting messed up, and then they do the the fall from space thing, and as it's cool, it's just kind of one of those situations of like okay, like two minutes ago, you couldn't stop this thing, and now you're able to just to knock it out like nothing. And it just, it, it seemed a little flat. Um, it had some good pieces when it comes to the, um, uh, you know, some of the battle scenes. But in the end, it was just kind of, okay, they're, they're too invincible. And then, oh, we're getting to the end of the movie. We just need to make a quick, we need to make a quick end uh, uh, to this thing. So that, that to me kind of bugged me. Um, I wish the character of Amora, they would have expanded her role a little bit more. Cause yes, we get to see that she does. Oh yeah. Um, she gets what she sinks with Jake at the end to help destroy the mega Kaiju. We see earlier in the film that, you know, he's helping her with the bridge initially. Um, we know that most likely if there was a third movie, I could probably see her, 
as being his is his co-pilot, but um, it, it just seemed like she she seemed kind of interesting a lot more too because yeah. she was play, she created her her uh, her Jaeger from nothing, so it's like the you know they, they had a little bit of her in there when it came to some of this stuff with um, how the Jaegers worked and everything, but yeah. it seemed like she could have had a more of an expanded role. I, I really felt that. Um, that she she should have played a bigger part, and uh, it just um, I, I don't know. It, I, it, I, I didn't speak too much on her character, but I really liked her character a bit, uh, a, a lot throughout the film. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I do believe that she should have been in it a bit more. Um, Scrapper was a fantastic uh, mech, by the way. I love the design of Scrapper, man, especially when it transforms into a ball and it rolls all over the place, and then it ends up playing in such a big part. In the finale, I thought right. it was really a, a nice callback to the start of the film, and um, it makes me wonder if that's going to become a, a prototype for like a, a helper bots for the Jaegers later on, because I think that's a, a fantastic idea, especially since they could be controlled remotely by um by, like drones. So I think that's uh yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So I mean that that was um, that that's some of the big things. Um, yeah, of course, some of the other stuff when it came to. Um, the CGI and yeah, some of it wasn't as crisp. I do kind of agree with you. The battle in the, um, on the frozen lake was kind of like whatever. Yeah. Like it, it, I get kind of why it happened, but then it just really didn't, it didn't do much. Um, you know, and, and that's the thing. It's, it's almost like, um, they were having, um, a hard time trying to kind of fill time and they felt the best way of doing it was just, put more action in because I'm, I'm sure uh one of the big complaints of the first movie was it didn't have as much action mm-hmm. um one of the other things too is uh and i just don't know if it's because of the two different directors you kind of get you kind of lose the sense of scale like it seemed like in the yeah. first movie the scale of the jaegers was presented a lot and, better and and the kaiju was a lot more like in this one um they're they're big only because I'm using reference points to see that they're big. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, but you know, in the end, it wasn't it wasn't anything that I couldn't uh, get over. Um, and uh, other than that, I mean, if they had, it, it would be nice to have kind of um, I think too the the military person. You know, we had it in the first one with Stacker. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been nice to see somebody kind of bring up because I know basically it seems like after that uh, commander got killed when the shattered him got thing. I mean, I, I get that, that, but it's, it just seems like there, you, you think there'd be a little bit more presence there because, um, you know, all the, all the leads are pretty much gone. I mean, so, yeah. Um, and, and it would have been nice to get a little bit more of, um, uh, a little bit more of a teaser at the end, even though when, uh, Jake saying saying that we're gonna you know bring the fight to you that um, yeah that that's a that's a, actually a negative for me and I meant to mention that um, I thought that was really forced in I thought that was it is forced in so it, it, yeah oh I, I thought that was I, I, it took away a little bit for the for the enjoyment it would, of the it, film it would have been better if they just would have showed them creating some different type of Jaegers or mm-hmm. something like that that would have been a little bit cooler because yeah it, it kind of it does kind of like it's almost like you were talking about earlier when Guillermo del Toro kind of let the bag cat out of the bag with um, 
you know, oh, Newt, I see Newt being the, the villain in the, in the sequel. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. Like, we know now if there is a sequel that they're going to take it to back to them. So, you know, so it, it, it's just one of those kind of crazy things. So, but, uh, so, bro, anything else before we get to our ratings? Fred brings up a good point in the chat. Um, they could have mentioned uh, Raleigh Beckett at least once. In the film, I thought they did. And I don't believe they did. To be honest with I you, I thought they. I thought they talked about it when they were talking about the Battle of the Breach. They brought up the, I because I saw it like two nights ago. I swear to God, I remember them saying something about the sacrifices of the original Jaeger pilots in the battle. And they, they, they I remember did. hearing they, his name. If they, I remember did. hearing his. They they said Mako Mori. I think they said Riley Beckett, and they talked about. Yeah, you you uh, saw you saw you saw it a lot recently. Yeah, more I, recently than yeah, I did. So, so, but but they at least mentioned him. Yeah, but yeah, he's nowhere to be found. Fr- but what Fred wrote here is, uh, where the fuck was Raleigh? Like the dude saved the whole world almost on his own, and no one talks about him. Yeah, there could have been a bit more um, mentioned about Raleigh in, yeah, but, in the film. But, I can, think. but just a little bit. Well, not really. But I mean, could, well, and and that could be just um, maybe that's part of the thing with the government too, because. In this world, yeah. in, in a lot of ways, the person that really did everything was Stacker Pentagon. He gave up his life to yeah. blow, up, blow, up, blow up the breach. So, but, the, I mean, but the winner would get mentioned too. Amaro Ray got mentioned all throughout Zeta Gundam. Well, this isn't. This isn't. This isn't. I'm Gundam. just saying. Uh, like, it's not the first time we've seen a hero from the previous thing get but mentioned the, in the, in the, the scene. The highest ranking, but he survived, and, yeah. and he was also kind of a fuck up. If you think about <laughs> it, is, but so the highest ranking, like not only the highest ranking ranger, uh-huh. but the commander of everything, and then like prior yeah. to that, a hero pilot gave up his life to seal the breach. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I completely I understand. But after, I think after ten years, the story is going to be Stacker Pentecost saved us all. <laughs> Hold on, because Raleigh closed. As Fred points out, Raleigh closed the rift. He he deserves a, he deserves as much as part. Of, him and Mako deserve as but much the, part of the but credit the, but the and to be talked the, about. But, but <laughs> just like in Armageddon, uh-huh. someone had to stay behind to do the new. Yeah. <laughs> so no one should talk about Ben Affleck then. <laughs> no, if there was Armageddon two. He he wouldn't he would be a, and it was ten years later right they'd be going up to live Tyler tell they would be like oh that, who's is this your husband they'd be like your dad's a hero because he's the guy that he gave up his life yes the, yeah I, I get that and I I honor the dead especially when they sacrifice to bring us a better world I and do he was that. mentioned and he and, was mentioned, and they mentioned so. Stack of Pentecost quite a bit in this yes. fucking film and that's cool because I love Idris Elba but they could have mentioned Raleigh a little bit more than they did I'm just saying just a little bit more so it's like maybe a sentence or two between Mako and Jake could have talked about him because I'm, I'm I'm assuming Jake must have met him in passing at least once at maybe. least once. And they could have brought him up and where he was just to just to just to, it's Fred Wright's here. You could say that he passed or he retired, but they kept it completely ambiguous. So it's like, man, just just let us know exactly what his fate was. Maybe they maybe they wanted to keep it a mystery just in case there well, was a yeah, super he was, out. But maybe and maybe he was just he's mm-hmm. you know maybe he's like Luke Skywalker. He went he went to another planet and he just had to uh, you know. He he didn't want to be away. He didn't be around all this stuff anymore. But yeah, yeah. I mean, Yazi writes. Go ahead. I I get, I get it to a point, but mm-hmm. 
Jesus Christ, Stacker uh, Pentagos gave up his life. Yeah. So... Well, you know, Yazi writes mean, here, uh, but th- there is a difference. Amuro himself was in Zeta Gundam. But Yazi, there was no scheduling conflict with Amuro. <laughs> there was with this guy. Now you guys are nitpicking. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, I, was, I mean, come on. Okay, big deal. They didn't They didn't mention him. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he would have just been like, mm, you know, anyways. Yeah, yeah. But still, I mean, they they did the best they could. And... You know, like I said, I do remember his name being brought up. Like, mm-hmm. yes, they didn't say Wiley Beckett, the, the man who, um, you know, piloted Gypsy Gypsy Danger and helped seal the breach with Stacker Pentagos. They didn't do anything like that, and he wasn't dead, so of course he wasn't on the Battlestar Wall of Remembrance. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whatever. He'll be in the next one. <laughs> Yo, what else is he doing? <laughs> Damn, I, I, sh- I should be like that. Oh my god! But yeah, yeah. Uh, when they shoehorn that 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 tag after the uh, the in the mid credits about um about we're gonna go after you guys, we're gonna we're gonna have a counterattack yeah. against y'all. It's like oh my god, I wish y'all didn't do that. We already know that they're, they're gonna angle for us. Was, but there's that, that many was, different ways they could have done this. That was probably that was probably filmed like three months later. Yeah, after. I think so. <laughs> I, I wouldn't doubt it. Sense. <laughs> we need to make this a, a, a franchise. So, so bro, um, anything else? Um, I, that's pretty much it, man. Overall, I really enjoyed this film. Uh, my ranking, I would give this movie. Oh man, I would give this movie four uh, f- four heavily wow. heavily troped uh, anime series out of five. I would give it that. I I, I like this movie uh, just a little bit less than the original because the original did a lot of world building that i appreciated even though the pace is slower with the original um i there's just aspects about the original one that i do find that makes it a, a better polished film but this one has a lot to love in it and uh it does ride off the coattails of the original but uh if you've already seen the original it makes a good companion piece to it so uh i definitely recommend it for anybody who saw the original i do know there's a lot of people out there who didn't like this movie even though even though they like the original and i respect that I get it. Even if you're longtime mecha fans, you're looking at it as a film, and it didn't it didn't do its job as a movie. But to me, I went to there with my eyes just like dinner plates, watching this film and just enjoying enjoying the foolishness. Man, it was great. But uh, <laughs> what, what did you think of it, Neil? Well, um, you're pretty generous. Four four out of five is pretty good. Yeah. I'd have to uh, you know some of the faults that I brought up. They did kind of. Uh, I, I felt they were things that. Or, or were very easily fixed and could have been done within a, um, you know, probably the normal budget that they had. So, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to be a little bit lower. I'm going to be um, three trash bots out of five, or actually trash Jaegers out of five. Yeah. <laughs> three uh, scrappers out of five? I see you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, um, so that's our, that's our thoughts on Pacific Rim Uprising. I guess it's the over and under now of, uh, <laughs> is there going to be a third one? So, I mean, I, there probably will be, I think. I mean, it probably did decent in the box office, and I'm sure uh, home release, maybe that maybe that helped a little bit. I, I don't know. Well, according to Wikipedia, uh, the budget was 150 to $176 million, and the box office was $290.1 million. So that's actually ooh. not all that good. Um, the, for a movie like that, they expected to make about 2.5, uh, uh, 2.5 times the budget. 
So um, for it not to, uh, show, you know, Fred said, nah, man, it bombed in China. It did. Did it bomb in China for real? Wow, that was what made the first movie uh, uh, get a sequel in the first place. Was that the Chinese box office uh, pretty much built it up all all by itself? I didn't realize that, man. That sucks. <laughs> you know why? I guarantee you one thing. Was that initially you think the Chinese company is evil? I guarantee you they had a problem with that. Always, always, because uh, I remember this so that stupid movie they made a couple years ago. Yeah, remember that one where um, the North Koreans take over Washington D.C. Yeah, they take over the White House. You know that originally that movie was supposed to be the Chinese, and they were going to release it in China. China's such a big market mm-hmm. that they switched it to the North Koreans, which is laughable. But still, that that's the that's the power that they kind of play because. Initially, the first half of this movie, you're thinking, that's an evil Chinese corporation. <laughs> oh, wow. I never even thought of that, man. That's yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah. That's crazy, man. I mean, I, I'm not saying that that's the reason why, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't surprise me if that didn't, um, you know, come to the point of, uh, you know, kind of rub them the wrong way or something. Or maybe they had to d- do some scrubbing or something like that. You know, it's 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 always kind of crazy how they they do that stuff. But yeah, China is a huge huge market, and that's why you don't see China as like enemies. <laughs> yeah, because they, they make the face turn towards the end. The, the the CEO turns out to be one of the one of the better. Uh, they do, they yeah, do. But at the beginning, real, yeah, uh, right, yeah, but right in the third act. But still, I mean, you still yeah. you. To get to the third act, you have to get to the first and second, yeah. and you just don't know. But once again, you know, and, and you never know. You never know what the true reason was. So, um, but uh, Solbro, mm-hmm. what, do you, what do you think? You, you want to go on this second topic, or you just want to yeah, let's do, uh, it for, do, do it for another episode? No, no, because we, 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 we <laughs> you know, no, not at all. Oh. I'm joking. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, when it comes down to it, uh, shout-outs to uh, Pacific Rim Uprising because, as we mentioned, it had a lot of great um, a lot of great Easter eggs in it, and it was produced by Legendary Pictures, which, um, as is recently announced at, um, at Anime Expo, that they're going to be doing a live-action Mobile Suit Gundam film. And with the assistance from Sunrise, um, over here on Anime News Network, they had mentioned a few things, if I can pull it up here on my screen. Uh, Sunrise President and CEO Yasuo Miyakawa announced at Sunrise Anime Expo panel on Thursday that Sunrise is collaborating with Legendary Pictures on a live-action Gundam film. Blah, 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 blah. And they go on the show who's uh, going to be working on it. Uh, production uh, Vice President of Production is Kale Boyder. Uh, and then uh, Mizu... Uh, Mitsu Mitsuaki Taguchi is uh, the president and representative director. So there's not a lot of uh, insight that we have on the film yet, but it's let let people to speculate what is going to be the basis of this mm. film. Um, is it going to be based on Mobile Suit Gundam or maybe another series, or is it going to be an original uh, concept? And uh, I was talking to Neil before the show, and I was telling him that part of me wants it to be an original concept, but another part of me does want to see Mobile Suit Gundam get adapted. If I was to do a percentage uh, basis let on me what my you, let me, I'm going to play Chris on this. You do this, sir. Go Why ahead. would you get the rights to something of Mobile Suit Gundam, which is starting to, it's got a pretty good, it's starting to get pretty good name recognition, especially it's been brought up, you know, in this movie, Ready Player One, it showed up, things like this. Sunrise is notorious for, you know, they want to push, they always want to push Universal Century Gundam, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, so 
why would you do something new into because in the end the original story is always what is is kind of you know it's it's kind of the you know it's kind of the drug for people it, it's you know that that's the thing so yeah i i think honestly it's gonna probably be based in universal century it just depends how it's going how are they going to do it well um, and that's going to always be the big the big question here before i go into my answer i want to thank flame x uh, for sending me this footage of uh, that taken directly from the panel at Anime Expo, he shared it with me over on Twitter, and I'm showing it on the stream right now. Uh, this is uh, during or after the announcement. Uh, all the people that were there covering it. So uh, props to Flame X. Find his channel over on uh, YouTube.com/CyberXSpeed. Uh, he's a great photographer as well as a great uh, editor of video. And um, Flame X, were you there? Let me know. I see you in the chat. Uh, I think you were at Anime Expo. But um, going into the answer, uh, I think you're smart to say that they should play off the IP uh, that they have and take have, uh, and take why, why buy it why yeah. buy it if you're not going to do it yeah. I mean and and I know this is something that people don't want to hear and whatever you think about the movie yeah. is fine but um, the the Ghost in the Shell movie yeah. they bought they bought the IP yes you can sit there the whitewashing the ambiguous naming of the character and and all the other thing but in in a lot of ways when you kind of strip it away. It's still the original Ghost in the Shell that we know. Exactly. I mean, you can say what you want about the story. I, I finally got to see the movie. Oh, you did, huh? Stunning. Mm-hmm. Stunning movie. Visually stunning. Yeah. Uh, but the story is not very good. No, nah, it's a mishmash but, of, of, of things, and it's, it's, it's slapped together, but, man. Oof. But, mm-hmm. but visually, it's everything that we know. It's everything, you know, so it's... I, I think if you're going to be bringing these things in, especially Gundam, I mean, Gundam's a big, it's a big deal in Japan and it's a big deal, yeah. out, especially in Asia. And I mean, and, you and got to think about this. This is mm-hmm. Star Trek of the East. Yeah. I mean, this is Star Trek of Asia. So it's true. I, I don't and, know. And, and I get what you're saying because if they're going to make this movie, they're going to want it to be a hit in Japan and in Asia yes. in general, and 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 they want to pick. They're probably going to want to piggyback off of some some property within Gundam that's very well known. If they if so they can not? if they can make yeah. if they can make 150 million in the U.S. and 600 million in Asia, yeah, they're 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 good with that. I think. Yeah. I, I think that's I think why. we I think sometimes we have to look beyond that. Um, these see these 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 uh, movie production studios, they look at the totality, they look at it globally. Mm-hmm. And just because, you know, just what we said with the first Pacific Rim movie, it did okay in the United States, mm-hmm. but what got it to its sequel is it did blockbuster in Asia, in That's China. Right. So, you know, this is what's kind of driving these things. Because we also know, too, how many times has something come out that's been a couple years ahead of its time yeah and people come back and, oh this was actually a pretty good movie mm-hmm. um you know so i my my thought is and once again we're just speculating oh, yeah. but i i think that it's going to be it'll be it'll be universal century i think the fans out there have to be open-minded because in a movie as a as a movie they're going to be in a weird task of if they're going to be doing the original story, they're going to have to pick up some point that they're at 
and maybe do it where it's a self-contained movie with the possibility that it's going to be a sequel and the fact that the cast is going to be different because yeah. uh, they're all going to be older. Armour, hate to tell you, Armour, if they make this movie, no matter what, he's not going to be 16. Oh, everybody's getting he's aged gonna, up. Everybody's yeah, getting aged up. They're going to be aged up. Yeah. I mean, they'll still be young. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the, the, you're not going to have, there's going to be very few um, underage pilots or anything. I mean, I'm I'm of two minds about it, man. Um, I I completely understand the the necessity of of using uh, an established story and making the story based upon that. I think that's the quick and easy road, and that's not a bad thing to do. Um, but that's a lot of story to crunch into two hours. It really is, and sure. may, maybe they're only going to take part of the story and and adapt it and then leave it on kind of a cliffhanger or at least somewhat of an ending that will keep people interested and maybe rouse interest for a follow up that sees the continued adventures of White Base throughout the One Year War. And I think that would probably be the smart way to go. Um, I think that's uh, at the end of the day, uh, even though it's the easy road to do, it's going to be extremely difficult to get that story across to people when there's so much build-up to the story in the first place. The well, one, you're, one you're, you're, had but you're, but so you're many also, things that built up to the conflict. But you're also, you're also falling into the trap, Soul mm-hmm. Bro. All right. You're falling into the trap of the fan. Okay. You're the die-hard fan. I'm too inside Re- baseball? Is that it? Right. No, and, and you are. Mm-hmm. And But the thing is, is um, they're making a movie for the masses. They yeah. want – there there's – you know, everybody says, oh, well, you know, they're just because it's an established story. Yeah. There's also probably, you know, these these companies, when they make announcements like this, it's one thing just buying the IP and sitting on it and right. not making it a big deal. Mm-hmm. But when you're making an announcement of something, and once again, we've seen it before, announcements have been made and nothing's ever come out of it. So once again, we got to kind of take this for what it is. Yeah, grain of salt for now. Yeah. They're, seeing, they're seeing something that they feel that they can do in a mass market thing. If you boil it down to its essence, Mobile Suit Gundam is always a war drama. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, it's always a political war drama. And, you know, so if they go more in that route, they could do it. And, I mean, they're, and, they're, and there's going to be changes. But, yeah. I mean, uh, but that's the thing. They could do this in a way where they got to introduce people, but still have a, still a, a contained story. Mm-hmm. Um, you're bringing it because yes, you know everything that led up to the sure. one year war. So, <laughs> but I mean, think think about the original Mobile Suit Gundam show. I mean, uh, the first like ten episodes, it's that quick snippet of like what thirty minute thirty to forty five seconds of. You know, the war between the Federation and Zeon, you know, happened. It's been going on for this many years, for this many months, and now it's a stalemate. That's always been the good thing about it. It's a one year war. Yeah. So that's what makes it kind of good. So they, they, they could do it. It's going to, the biggest thing is how, what, what do they, what overall arc do they do? Do they do escape from Side 7, escape from Luna 2? Uh, escape to Jaburo, escape out of Jaburo. What What do you do? Actually, that, that'll be that'll be the big thing. But that's why they have these good Hollywood writers. I think I right. think if they wanted to really wow people with this property, 
Um, they used to do something back in the day where they used to make original trailers uh, to introduce a film to people. Original concept trailers, like Strange Days did it. Um, they took a monologue from Strange Days and made a trailer out of it, even though it's not any scenes you could see in the film. And other films have done it too, where it's not footage from that. What I would love them to do, if they were to, to adapt Mobile Suit Gundam, and they wanted to capture the audience's attention, here's what I would do as a director. I, for this original trailer that I would make, I would have it smash cut to Amuro slapping uh, Frau Bo as she's freaking out because her mother's had just died. They're in the middle of this chaos that's going on on side seven. Um, you're seeing it from his viewpoint. So you're not even seeing the actor playing Amuro. You're just seeing him talking to her and then he leaves her behind and he's making a mad dash to the Gundam while all this chaos is going on with all the, the Zaku doing this fire. It's shot almost like the shield how the how when you watch the shield you feel like you're in the shit with them because the cameras are so close and you feel like you're on the floor you're almost like it's like shot documentary style while you're there and he's making that mad dash to the gun because he knows it's there and then he gets inside of it and activates it and then when he activates it the camera pans out and you see the Gundam rising off the platform about to take on the first, uh, one of the two Zakus. I think that would be an amazing trailer to get people hyped because you get to show the Gundam in the trailer, you get to show the world that they're in and you you raise people's interest with that teaser trailer to get them interested in seeing the film. Legendary if you're listening, I hope you take that to heart. Just credit me in the credits of the film. Special thanks. Oh. <laughs> They, they they won't so um, damn it. but damn it man just just, just for the trailer out. not for the film itself the film shouldn't be like that although I would like to see um, a different point of view for like uh, scenes inside the white base where it is kind of handheld camera type stuff and then the the battle scenes are filmed like a war movie where when you're out in the when when uh, when they're fighting in the mobile suits and there's large scale battles going on I wanted to look like uh, Dunkirk I wanted to look like Fury I wanted them to take points now, in those I have films a question for you like mm-hmm. so legendary pictures yeah. It says that, okay, so I'm reading the article here that's on the Anime News Network, and I read the other things. So this is a live action Gundam film. Does that necessarily mean it's going to be on the big screen? Maybe they do what they did with Battlestar Galactica, and they have their movie, and then you have. I mean, there's no other things on this. I, I'm just kind of. Uh, you know, just kind of throwing it out because I'm not seeing anything where it's saying a big budget Hollywood movie. I, I don't know. Does legendary pictures, are they allowed to do stuff on TV? I mean, I would think, right? It's just I, a production company, right? I'm not, I'm not familiar mm-hmm. if they have uh, TV productions. They probably do invest in television shows, but well, legendary is um, under what? Uh, Warner Brothers? Legendary is his own company. It's their own production studio. Warner Brothers was a distributor of Pacific Rim, and Universal was the distributor oh, okay. of Uprising. So, yeah, they work with major studios for distribution, but they produce their own movies. Uh, Legendary, for those who don't know, was recently bought out by a uh, a company in China called Wanda, who is uh, the biggest proprietor of um, movie theaters in China. They're a multi-billion dollar company. They bought Legendary from the guy who founded it. And now they're running mm. the company, so it's a it's a Chinese company that works to produce movies in Hollywood and around the world. So they're they're pretty big, and um, I like the fact that they have this movie. It, there's less of a chance that there's going to be a, what I like to call a Michael Bayification of the film. <laughs> well, why, why is that? Well, how do you know? That may not, that may end up being the point too, because oh. these movies have done well over there. So oh, I know, I know, and that does scare me, but um. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they do find a different Well, here's the thing, though, too. Yeah. And I think this is another thing that people have to realize. Okay, so they're doing a live-action Gundam. Mm-hmm. Great. You're going to go watch it. If it 
not any good, then fine. You just go back and watch and the uh, and and believe me, Sunrise is going to keep crapping out um, Universal Century and alternate Century shows and OVAs, you know, till till the point that people stop getting them. So, I, I mean, yeah, it's cool that maybe we could have it introduced and maybe you'll be able to, um, you know, see a live action Gundam. But we're also in a different time now where the stuff's here. I mean, we're getting Blu-rays of all the shows. We're getting, so, you know, I think you just got to, I think you wait and see what they do. If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, then it shouldn't sour you on the franchise or anything like that. I mean, shit just happens. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, I, I, it, it's just kind of one of those weird things. Like, I'm... I'm excited, but mm-hmm. yet I'm cautiously I optimistic. Think, I'm, I'm not even cautiously optimistic. I'm just I'm just happy that it's being mentioned because in the end, too. Yeah. Once again, this is just an announcement. We could go by. I mean, and if Chris was here, he'd probably tell us all the. You know, and, and there's been many a times that things have been announced for Gundam and all this that just never come to fruition. So, you know that that's why I was wondering when I asked about. Uh, Legendary Pictures doing a TV thing because I'm like, this is live action, but does it have to be, you know? And does it even have to go on um, movie theater? Maybe it's on streaming, you know? Maybe it's one of those things. I, I don't know. I don't know how any of that stuff works. So I, I mean, I'm not in I, that I, business. I, so. I would like them to take a stab at doing it as a large, a big budget uh, uh, a cinema type thing with IMAX and everything because I think Gundam deserves that big tapestry. To, uh, sure. to to have that story be told upon that. Although I would love to see a television show, but I already know they're going to be plagued by budget. Even I mean, unless it's on like something like HBO or Netflix wants to put a shit ton of money into it, uh, that's the only way we're going to see it. But more than likely, Gundam is not that big of a property for a lot of these streaming services like Hulu or whatnot to get into. So if they did pick it up, they're not going to give it the budget it deserves. So I would say take a stab at a cinematic uh, film first to see how that plays out, and if it's a big thing, then maybe th- do a series afterwards maybe based into a different continuity or somewhere else in the UC and go from there. But, um, yeah, uh, I ultimately, man, um, I, there's a lot of potential here. We really don't know all the details, as you mentioned, about what they have planned for this and what they are going to base this off of. But uh, And we may not see this for 10 years. Let's be real for a right. second. A lot of projects get announced, and then yeah. they stay in development hell for almost a decade, if not two. I, I was and then reading... we finally see it. Battle Angel Alita is an example, but go ahead. Sorry. Well, that's just because it's James Cameron. Yeah, true. He, he, he's not normal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I was reading something like they were talking about some of the. Uh, there was an article I read, gosh, a couple of days ago. They were talking about some of the Marvel movies, and they were talking about how. Oh no, it was Spider Man, mm-hmm. and they talked about how like Spider Man had been kind of in development from like the 90s and then, yes yeah. i know there were some bad spider-man tv movies and oh, stuff yeah. like that mm-hmm. but like the big i mean a lot of that stuff took forever for them to uh to bring it out mm-hmm. so you're right on that aspect so i think you know it's a very cool thing that they're doing it it's 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 nice that they're making a big announcement because it seems like they've found something and and there there could possibly be something there especially based off of Ready Player One, yeah. you know, some of these other things. There's been heat. And, There's been some heat on, let, the Gundam, on the Gundam license within the last couple of months. Uh, and let's be, and let's be honest. Mm-hmm. The, uh, and let's really be honest. The, 
the world is smaller now. So the fact that you don't have to search as much for these things, I mean, for God's sakes, there's Gundam on freaking Hulu. Yeah. So maybe maybe that stuff's going on. And, and, and they're probably banking and, on... And you know what? If they don't do... If they don't do Universal Century, which I still think they'll probably do something in Universal Century, mm-hmm. if you're going to do any of the AU, just do Gundam Wing. <laughs> no, could. seriously. They could. No, it's seriously. A, it is the it most is, known Gundam property around it, the world. It really it's, is. It's the most, it's the easiest to make into a movie. Because if you really think about Gundam, remember when we were watching Gundam Wing? Mm-hmm. It's like watching a movie at times. I mean, it, it is, it's, it, there's, there's a lot of fluff that they could cut out. Yeah. But in the end, it's just, I mean, not everything in uh, that movie was pivotal, or in that show was pivotal, mm-hmm. you know, so you could do stuff. You could, I mean, for God's sakes, they could just do the whole thing where they just link up to Victoria, uh, or no, at New Edwards Base. Oh, yeah. When they, you know, when they make it to New, I mean, you could do a movie on that. You could do a movie of them dropping, and how appropriate would it be? There are five terrorists in these large machines. Or uh, you know, or pff, screw it. If you're gonna do that, just do freaking um, do double O. Gun to double O. <laughs> I, that's I a, mean, that's those, a little those... bit harder to get across to like audiences oh. that because oh. because terrorism because terrorism is is a what is 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 terrorism a, a terrorism is a red herring, bro. Watched, have you watched <laughs> Have you watched TV and movies lately? Yeah, anything dealing with political intrigue or war everything's they're freaking terrorists everything's about terrorism it is it, so, it is but it's making terrorists terrorists the good guys and i don't think a lot of people have the the ability to to accept something like that or be able to get behind characters like that especially since they are the good guys they're trying to prevent something well, but at the same time there was no problem with gundam wing and then gundam wing that's that's tough guys that's tough if you present them as terrorists <laughs> so, you gotta present I mean, them as freedom fighters in that the word terrorism isn't thrown around like it is in double o double o they use no, the word terrorist exclusively in that right, show because it's because it's because it's um, <laughs> Yo, Fred writes terrorism is hot, Neo. <laughs> yeah, it's the hot. Oh my God, have you watched all these things? Yo, what's hot in the streets, son? <laughs> Jesus. Hello, Christ. like shit, like Homeland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that, that is I mean, me. Come on, but people the, watch. But the main and, character is trying to stop terrorism. That's the thing. That that if, if you if it's someone who's up against I, it, I, that works. But when you are in the, the in the pilot seat. With the terrorists, and one of the characters is afraid of the terrorists, and it ends up becoming part of the group later on. But there's still a terrorist group. That is I, that's tough. I, that's real tough. I, I don't. It, 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 it's some somewhat of it could be tough, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I mean, there could be, or maybe they maybe they flip the roles. Who knows? Because in Gundam Wing, in some ways, you can say Oz is the terrorist organization. Yeah. They're the ones that take over. The, the uh, oh, yeah. Earth Sphere Alliance. So I mean, they it, really are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can you can kind of do it in different ways. Uh, I, I'm just saying, as properties, I'm just mm-hmm. saying, you know, overall. Because let's be honest, even if they do Universal Century, it's not going to be a shot by shot retelling of, um, you know, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam. So the overall thing is just going to be the war story thing. So, um, but you know. It's cool that this is going on. It's cool that we're able to talk about it. I mean, yeah. Shoot, did you think six months ago you'd ever be talking about a live action Gundam? No, I mean, no, I, we, we, we joked I, about I, it. I thought the 
I thought the epitome was seen in Ready Player One. I'm like, shit, yeah. it showed up in Ready Player One. It was, it was like one of the coolest things that showed up in that final battle. Yeah. Um, but, okay. I oh. mean, but once again, we'll see. Because like you said, it, this could be 10 years from now and it may never happen. This is a callback to earlier. Fred had mentioned that um, Legendary did do the Lost in Space adaptation that recently came out on Netflix. So they do invest in television shows as well, which is cool. There you I, go. I heard that show was really good. So uh, uh, Showa told me that he checked it out and he enjoyed it. So I think that's uh, that's pretty cool. Yo, shout out to Fred yeah. for that insight. Appreciate that. But well, as long um, as it's not G Savior, right? Oh my fuck. <laughs> That's something you well, say I don't ever want to see again. Oh my god! Well, just just know that sunrise. You, we know sunrise won't do that. Yeah, that's why I'm saying that's when you were talking about a whole like new AU thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't see that happening. If it's it's most likely it will be an existing property. Most likely it'll be it'll be Universal Century. If they do do an AU, it'll be an existing AU, yeah. and it probably would be Gundam Wing. <laughs> I guarantee it'd be Gundam Wing. <laughs> Oh, yeah, if they if they don't do UC, it's probably going to be Gundam Wing because of just the notoriety of the series. But um, real quick, man, um, any thoughts on if they were to cast this film? Are there any any thoughts of anybody? I got one. Play? Ron Barral, Nick Offerman. Is Ron oh Barral. boy, yo, the internet popped off as soon as the news hit that this movie was going to get made. <laughs> oh, Everybody was saying that, but I'll be honest with you, he is picture fucking perfect and i've told this to neil behind the scenes if there is if they don't if they are going to adapt mobile suit gundam and they plan on having rumble Rawl in the in the in that movie and they don't get nick offerman they have fucked up i will be so a it'll lot be like more... a, mm-hmm. it'll be ron swanson and andy again right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i i would hope I would hope that he would he would definitely do his research on the character and I, that people have I'm linked sure him people have I mean, linked him so much with the uh, with their hope for that he'll play the character that I'm certain the man has at least checked out a clip or two of Rumble Roll online. All right, so man. All right, give, give me give me your give me your dream thing. Who who, who do you want as uh, uh, Garma Garma Zavi? Who do you, I don't I don't really do have that? too many people casted, and, and I, I want I want I want Harry Styles from uh, Harry Styles. <laughs> I think this movie's going to be extremely hard to cast, man. I really do. Why? It, well, it's going, it's going you're to be thinking of it as a fan. Yeah, well, yeah, well keep in mind. It's, a fan. It, it's not so much as a fan, but there's been, there's been you a are, You are part of the problem. No, hold on. And, get, and, this, I, and this, everybody, is the reason why he's, he's part of the problem. And this just reminds me of Iron on. Man 10 years ago. No, no, no. Oh, no I don't no. know. Yeah. <laughs> You you know what? And, and that was dead on cast. You gotta admit though, Robert Downey Jr. is is a hundred percent dead on casting. I didn't believe in him no, because I, 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 I still I, believed I, he still had his demons. I thought he still suffered from his demons. I thought he was still a fuck up. Yeah, That's why but, I didn't but, want but him to do again, the project. But but this is also a great mm-hmm. example because ten years ago, Iron Man was a B level comic book character, mm-hmm. maybe even C level at that point because. Yes, he's coming out. Well, he was probably a little bit higher. He was more B because because he was starting his Civil War and all that. But whatever, um, you know. But in the eyes of everything, I mean, he was not part of the A team. You know, the A team of Marvel. If they were going to make anything, it would always be you know the X Men, um, Spider Man, Captain America. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Thor. Thor is B level. So I mean, if they're able to do something, and if they're able. The, the one thing I would like them to do, Legendary, is do in some ways what Marvel Studios did. Yeah. Kind of have an idea of 
if this thing catches, we have the whole thing beginning to end. Because if you kind of look at it, I mean, we all look back in uh, Iron Man in retrospective. Mm -hmm. Yes, it did really well, but do you think they thought when they put that out there, even though they put that thing at the end with Nick Fury, do you ever think they really thought it would become what it became? No, they probably thought they probably thought they'd get a couple of movies, and that was about it. They took a risk. So they took they a took risk, a risk. And I, but part of it too is mm -hmm. because they had an overall thing. I mean, yeah. yes, it changed. It, it it changed. I mean, the tone of those Phase One movies is a lot different from the first half to the last half. Well, that's, uh, I'm, I'm with you on that. That's but, the genius about MCU, though, is yeah. that they mostly get character actors to play well-known comic book characters. There's right. some people who are fresh faces. Like, no one knew who Chris Hemsworth was, except for maybe a handful of people before he became Thor. But, they're, but, they're but a lot of people knew who Edward Norton getting, was. And, mm -hmm. But they're still getting big names. Oh, people knew who Edward Norton that's was. That's what I'm saying. People knew who Edward Norton was mm -hmm. and Robert Downey Jr. And, uh, and Chris Evans even was well-known well, because of... Uh, but then they, but then they're able to bring, put in big bona fide stars. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson. Exactly. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Whatever you think about her, she was a big star when, you know, she was, in some ways, she was probably the bigger star at the time of Iron Man than all those people in there. So it's... And, I mean, even Terrence Howard. I mean, yes, it didn't, the whole thing didn't work out. But if you think about 10 years ago, he was a big star, yeah. you know, going into that movie. So yeah, people, people knew him from Hustle and Flow. So they got people yeah. who were known, at least to a lot of people. And I thought that was a smart thing. I think they should do this for Mobile Suit Gundam. No, Alec Baldwin would not be Bright Noah. He no. would be General Revel. I actually have a guy in mind for Bright Noah, and I'll get to him in a second. But I want to go back to, you mentioned Scarlett Johansson earlier. There was a, yeah. bit, of, there was a bit of a stink, and you remember this when things yes, popped of off. There's always going to be a stink. Well, no, let's, this... well, that's, that's not what I'm getting at is that back when the Ghost in the Shell was being made, and Scarlett Johansson was cast as a major. Sure. I didn't have a problem with that because in my mind, I'm so fifth, sixth, twelfth level with the major when it comes to her character and knowing who she is. The sure. major could be any fucking body. It's an artificial body, and why wouldn't they take a, a model from Scarlett Johansson, say for instance, as a as a basis to create an artificial body seen, of the major and we see her in another badass woman role. I mean, exactly. She, she's the Black Widow. It so, the, you know, she, so mm -hmm. we, we've seen her in situations where, right. you know, she could do this stuff. It may, it's more believable. Yeah. But, but the thing is, is that I do get the other side of the argument. There are a lot of Asian sure. actresses that don't get work in Hollywood. And when they do, they get pigeonholed in all sorts of stereotypical roles. Of so why not give an unknown the chance to shine in this? And I was kind of turned towards that. And I'll tell you the exact reason why. Yeah. Because... You're thinking of it in the aspect of it being art, yeah. But you always have to remember this is also a business, yeah. And I mm -hmm. if I have a well, relatively unknown property, people have heard of it mm -hmm. in coming into the United States. Do I want it? And I got a pretty good budget. Do I want unknown Asian actress mm -hmm. or Scarlett Johansson? Because if I say Scarlett Johansson, there's going to be they and they have the numbers for this stuff. There's probably they probably get thirty percent more people coming in the first week because it's Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, ever since Lucy and Red and and, and Black yeah. Black Widow, she's been a box office draw. Some of her movies have flopped sure. though, so they, you had you had to add that to the equation. Did. But here's the but, other... but they, they all flop. I mean, yeah. look at The Rock. The Rock. <laughs> yeah, the, you're right. Skyscraper didn't the do it well. Well, Baywatch. 
Yeah, Baywatch. I mean, some people say Baywatch is the most unwatchable shit on earth. And Rampage didn't and, do all that well either. So yeah, but The Rock is still. I mean, but you know, Mobile Suit Gun. I mean, shit. If you got The Rock, if Rock came in a Slugger Law, <laughs> I mean, people or, or were Rio Jose just. <laughs> Or Rio Jose, yeah. Holy shit. I mean, what, whatever it is, mm-hmm. people, there's going to be a certain because it's all based on numbers. I mean, I deal with numbers every day, and I'm just saying when you when you look at stuff as a number and you assign things based on money, I get it. I get we want to make it where it's the artistic because back when Tamino made it, it was all about that. But the thing is, when it comes to a big budget Hollywood production company coming in. Mm-hmm. They want to make money off this too. Believe me, everybody that thinks that Marvel doesn't want to make money off these movies is freaking kidding themselves. True. They're just they're just in the groove right now. They can't do anything wrong. By the way, but, the Rock should be uh, the Rock should be Dozel. Let's let's get it right. Yes. <laughs> so, oh, don't, yeah, yeah. But I tell you what, if you had the Rock as Dozel, even mm-hmm. if he's in a small thing, mm-hmm. there, that first week, there's probably. 20% of the people, if you, if they, because they do surveys of this shit. They, yeah. Why did you come in here? Well, the rock's in it. The rock's in it. I mean, the, so I, I get, I get the whole thing. And, and, and I, and I think it's the most, um, it's the toughest thing that we have to deal with because, yes, there are people of different ethnicities that have been pigeonholed into crap all the time, mm-hmm. you know. Black people are always street hustlers and gangsters. Yeah. You know, uh, Asian people are always, you know, like the crazy neighbor next door or the shopkeeper. I mean, all or, of or this stuff. Or the Kung stuff. Fu master or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, and, you know, women are always the damsel in distress. And, I mean, I find it funny because I saw Jurassic World 2 where they made a point on three occasions to show uh, what's-her-face's shoes to make sure she didn't have high heels on. So, yeah. you know, it's stuff like that. And, and I get it, but you also got to know, too, is people go to these things for star power. We all do. Yeah. We all have our favorite actors. We, you, you have actors, Soul Bro, that no matter what piece of crap movie they're in, Almost you're going to go watch it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm the same way. And, 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 yeah. and, that's, and that's what they're banking on because they're banking on that first, that first year well, there's, that first there's, couple weeks. There's more to the Scarlett Johansson story that I wanted to bring sure. up. Uh, when it comes down to it, um, she got a lot of flag for playing the major, but she did it, and I think she did a fairly good job with it. Uh, at the end of the day, if I was to if I was to give a percentage, I'd say fifty one percent in favor of her playing the role, and then forty nine percent in favor of an unknown Asian actress taking the role. The thing about the major is is that uh, the major, I think, I think Scarlett being picked as the major is more in line with the character of the major being someone sure. who stands out in a place where you don't see someone like her on a regular basis. So why not Scarlett right. in that particular case? But I do get the argument and I do want to see Asian actors get more work. I do. I didn't want to see I, them get, I, I, get, I, I, get I, I boxed don't, out I don't, of a role like this, but at the same time... I, I don't really... and Yeah, and I don't really care. I want always to see the best actors. Half the people too. making this, uh, th- right. this complaint don't know Ghost in the Shell from shit. So well, I, I don't... I want to hear, so, hear an argument from someone Who's an who's a who's pro Asian actress for the character of the major who's seen every bit of Ghost in the Shell and has read every book like I have to know exactly where it's coming from because even the creator and even the guy who directed the anime um, 
they both said that Scarlet was perfect for the role, and most sure. of the people in Japan didn't give a fuck. They thought it was cool that she was playing it because it's they already know the, her the, too. The so, problem with the movie is it's just the it's the story's bad. It, yeah, like, I mean, I mean, if if it was if it was half, if they if they could have done anything, just do a freaking um, a scene by scene reenactment of the first animated movie that would have been that would have been more successful than what it was <laughs> I, well, it would have i yeah. mean it, it really would have but the thing is is i don't really and i think the other thing that people have to look at too is mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. well you know if they do this let's say they do armor well armor we know he's not it, i mean just by, based on his thing he's not a completely japanese character he's no, like he's half not. japanese he's half that, japanese that, half, half brazilian they, the Japanese were all weird back then. All their characters were like half Japanese or a quarter Japanese. I never understood that whole thing. Which is going to make it know. extremely hard to cast him because with this, with this Ghost in the Shell controversy and the on top of that, the controversy from the recent film that may get canceled, Rub and Tug, where Scarlett Johansson was going to play a transgender uh, male. Yeah. Um, and the people got such an uproar that she, she stepped down from the project. And rightfully so. I, I, I agree with the argument that you should get a transgender actor to play that. But here's the other side of the so other side of the coin. Without a big name like Scarlet being there for that project, that project Nobody's may not get made. It. No, it may not right. even get made because right. of the fact that the people are bankrolling movies based on big time yeah, actors being exactly. in it. Exactly. So if the people don't want her in the project, they're going to need people to step up to bankroll this film and make sure they find someone who can do the role and hopefully get an audience oh, for yeah. it. And yeah, in this day and age, it's a shame that people are not going to go see a, a movie with a, t- a transgendered lead because I, I think the story is fascinating for that film and I think i would love to see someone who actually is a transgender sure. person play the role over scarlet because scarlet's too pretty to play the character they're describing she's way too fucking pretty well but i they- mean but but i think you bring up a good point silver yeah. and this is the other thing that people have to realize mm-hmm. and yes you want that you want the name factor in for the people to bring in to this to the theater but the thing too is the money people because yeah you know a lot of those producers most of them are investors and th- and those are the people that are putting the money up and they want to return on investment. And mm-hmm. if you're asking me to put up $50 million of my money yeah. to fund a, fund a movie, and you're telling me it's some person I've never heard of, or Scarlett Johansson, or whoever, um, I'm going to say, well, make sure it's Scarlett Johansson, because I'll give you your money tomorrow, because they know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you know, that that's the thing. And, and, it, and it sucks, because... It makes it where it's, you know, these people are unproven and stuff like that. And it doesn't mean that they can't do it. But, you know, if you just kept giving things to people that nobody knew, mm-hmm. well, how many how many diamonds of the rough are there? There's, you know, there's probably going to be more failures than there are, um, you know, successes. So yeah. it, it, it's, a, it's, it's a tricky thing. But the thing people have to realize, too, is, if they did make this movie, you can change other characters. Yeah. I mean, nobody ever has a problem when they change the other characters. Yeah, and they, they could change the get out of this and stuff. whatnot too. I will Their say genders, that, whatever they yeah. want to do. I mean, these th- it doesn't have to be that because sometimes they see that character in in a person that's a different ethnicity or a different um, a different gender. I mean, the famous thing with the Battlestar Galactica TV show. Mm-hmm. People hated that Starbuck was a woman. Oh, I know. But when you read the thing, when they were they were casting it, they're like, she's perfect for it. We'll just make her a woman. I mean, big deal. I mean, in the end, yeah. what are you watching it for? Are you watching it for a, 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 
a scene by scene reproduction of the original thing. If you want that, then go watch Mobile Suit Gundam. It doesn't need to I be mean, a one to one representation. Yeah. I would say this sure. though, because we get so few Asian leads in movies. I would like the role of Amuro to go to a Japanese actor or at least an Asian actor of some kind, just for the just for the principle of the thing. And I, it, it can be an unknown. Disney went through the fight of finding an actual. Uh, an actual um, Middle Eastern or uh, Arabian lead for, or maybe Indian lead for um, Aladdin, which is under in production right now. Um, they were originally going to get somebody who wasn't, uh, and then uh, there was an uproar about it, and they, they took the time to find two lead actors for Jasmine and Aladdin that were of the proper descent. So sure. I think that's really cool that they went out to that, and if you if they put the effort in doing that for Aladdin, where I can't name one actor of that age range to play Aladdin, uh, uh, the, it's out of the the major Hollywood circles right now. So but also, yeah. but also remember though too, you're talking about Disney, mm-hmm. and Disney's able to do that stuff and sometimes disney is able to do it a little easier because of it's disney it's always you know it's about inclusion yeah and and stuff with that but the thing is is even with mobile suit got we know no matter what if this movie gets made it will be an international cast i.e yeah. doesn't necessarily mean it's Absolutely. gonna they're not they're not gonna be americans or mm-hmm. they're gonna they're all gonna be from different countries but you're gonna it's not gonna be all a bunch of white people you know it, it's it's gonna be different than watching the anime I mean, the anime was done in 1979, and if you outside of a few, Rio Jose, um, you know, maybe Makube, because he was of a different kind of skin tone and stuff like that. Yeah, it was just a bunch of white people, really. <laughs> I mean, if you really look at it, or or, or, or Asian unless, people that look white, <laughs> pretty much. But but in the end, they all kind of look the same. Yeah, you know, and, and and bright, bright doesn't need. You know, supposedly Bright's a British guy. Does that necessarily mean that he has to be a white British guy? No, he could. I've only seen him oh. represented as a British guy once, and that was in the original dub of the animated. Uh, the, I've only uh, the, the, the movies. But I, I thought, but I thought his backstory the he came, his family was from Londinian, from, which which yeah, which is, was, primarily has English people there. Yeah, because he because he was um he was uh he was born on Earth, right, mm-hmm. or something like because he was part of like low level aristocracy or something or. His family had a little bit of money. His family, ha- his family owns a restaurant in Londinian. So yeah. he comes from a background where he might have been a little privileged, but I can't say much. But um, right. but ultimately, um, speaking of but, Bright, but Bright does, but Bright doesn't need to be a, a you know, he doesn't yeah. need to be a white guy. Yeah. I mean, although he doesn't... I do have someone in mind for Bright, and I might as well spill Ooh. this now. Yeah. It is a white guy. Um, it's not someone that most people know. Uh, I've been saying this for a while, and a lot of people are going to laugh at me when I say this. But there's a show I watch where uh, the host of it is an actual actor who actually served in the military, and he was in the Army Rangers in real life. So um, he ha- definitely has presence. Uh, keep in mind that there's been actors been, that were pulled from military experience. Right, Noah, no, yeah, man. Nah, but Benedict, no, no, Benedict, no, no. Benedict is okay, but um, I, I would like them to age bright up somewhat actually, for this actually, role. Actually, I hate, to, I hate mm-hmm. to say this. Even yeah. though I'm not the biggest Cumberbatch fan, Yeah, I, I think sometimes he's a little... The people give him a little too much, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying he's not good. I actually think he would be an okay shark. <laughs> I, I actually, I actually oh, no. think no, because he's one of those guys that yeah. gets all immersive, and supposedly he's on this show on Showtime where he's crazy. Yeah, Bob and, Patrick something. I forget what. Yeah, so yeah. he's he's got a lot of range. I, I, I give him that. He's a fantastic I mean, actor. I think he'd be better Makuve, if anything, to be honest with you. 
I think yeah, I think but, Eddie would kill. But once Makube. again, but once again, Makube's not in it the whole time. Yeah, it's true. You that's know, true. And, but that's and the, the that's thing... the charm of this of 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 adapting sure. the one year war is that you can have these these dope ass actors pop in and out mm-hmm. as character as as these characters, and then they can allude to like Denzel is General Rebel. Oh Make my General god, Rebel you just fucked me up! You just fucked yeah. me up, dude! God damn! Please, Je- Denzel as General Rebel. Oh my god. That would imagine be that? Amazing. That'd be pretty fucking cool, right? I would, I would pee myself. <laughs> and uh, what's his face? Um, Joaquin Phoenix. I know yeah. he doesn't act as much anymore, but he's so goddamn annoying. Mm-hmm. He'd be the best Garen Zabi. <laughs> because I think of I think of him back of just how you just want to punch that guy like in that in like gladiator, in the gladiator so. yeah you're absolutely right yeah. uh, make him gear so, I mean, you, I would if, if you wanted to wanted to do names and Holy stuff shit. like that mm-hmm. yeah and yeah why not the Rock is Dozel Zabi yeah why not I mean seriously I mean he's freaking enormous so he's gonna he's gonna be uh, towering over people. Exactly. I mean, but, but before I forget, let me uh, my my pick for Bright Noah is uh is a gentleman by the name of Will Willis. Yeah, his name seems silly, but if you ever watch on History Channel called Forged in Fire, it's a really good no. show about uh. Plus, it's Pawn uh, Stars. I'm yeah, not watching Pawn it. Stars. Well, it's it's Pawn just, Stars or Hitler. That's the only thing you watch on History Channel. It's actually a, you don't <laughs> even watch Hitler anymore. There you go, the Hitler Channel. No, um, uh, Forged in Fire is a show where uh bladesmiths come together to uh compete. Patrick in, in Stewart Forged. is bright. Come oh on, God, man. No. Maybe like 20 years ago. <laughs> oh, and even then. But yeah, this is this is what he looks like, and if if he was ten years younger, I would say he'd be perfect for Bright Noah. He's well, uh, he's, in did, late, he's, he's in late he's in his late thirties, uh, but I think at his his persona, I but think. Here, but here's mm-hmm. but here's the great thing about it. Yeah, the one year war pressed a bunch of people in service. So even though even if Bright's a little older, he could still be a new officer mm-hmm. just pressed in the service. He's drafted. Yeah, you know? that's what like, I'm saying. Do, that's exactly yeah. my point. I, w- I would say that he was pressed in the service because they were looking for all sorts of people to get involved in the one year war after all the losses that they took. Yeah. So yeah, you could take a guy who was like um, Chris who was pressed in the service. Oh my you god! Kidding? No way, man. But no. I'm telling Come you, on. Will Willis is a find to me. He's like a. Um, what's his name? Arlie Ermy in Full Metal Jacket, where he wasn't an actor. He was just a drill sergeant who got picked for the role because uh, Homeboy liked hey, him. Uh, uh, Kubrick liked him. And I, I, although Will Willis is an actor, I would get him because if you watch Forces in Fire, there's something about his delivery and the way he speaks. Right. And uh, he looks like an older version of Bright Noah, too, which is which is crazy to me. So I would I would pick him as an unknown to be cast as that character. Carl Urban's not a bad pick, Yazzie. I'd say Carl Urban if they wanted to go with more of a known actor for the for that, but I I I'm putting my lot in for Will Willis. Make that motherfucker bright knowing, please. I would I would forever be thankful. But um <laughs> the, the, my, yeah. my only no, two I mean, are Will Willis you and could, uh you could, and you could and, do all and, these you could do all these things. Yeah. Or, um you know or you know it's it's so there's there's lots of different things that you could do. I mean so I think they could you know, change ethnicities, change genders, it, but people just have to be open and you know not get pigeonholed in everything. And let's be honest; these are set in worlds where there's really no, there's not nations as we know them. I mean, there's just you know, we, yes, the United States there, but it's part of the Earth a lot. You know, the Earth Federation. So it, the you know, it's a world government. So it's it's you're going to see all these things. I mean, if they're able to do it in freaking Star Trek, I mean, come on. They can do it in Mobile Suit Gundam. 
I mean, Mumble Suit Gundam is probably the closest thing to Star Trek. So, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so, I say, I mean, I at, least, at least at least when it comes to longevity of series and the kind yeah. of weight that it has in uh, Japanese uh, Japanese uh, pop culture is like Star Trek with our pop culture. But uh, sure, yeah, man. Um, there's a lot that can be said about this project. I think that ultimately, uh, when it comes down to it, um, I, I hope well, the that one, the one, the one thing you say is well, the one thing is is well, it happened. I mean, of anything, like, all that we talked about, all blunt until we, you know, it can never happen. So, we'll see. <laughs> yo, yo, real quick in the chat. Your show says, Infinity War, Doctor Strange won Neo over. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> he, also he, says, did. he says, Vin Diesel is bright. He'd make the white base family. <laughs> no, Vin Diesel could be the, he could be the chef. You know, the one there they had to get the salt for? Oh, my God. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the chef. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think Vin Diesel will be in the same movie as The Rock at any time in the future because uh, of the beef. Oh, Dave Bautista wouldn't be a bad uh, dozel. I, I think that he'd be a, a a good dozel if they couldn't get... Uh, Dave Bautista is dozel? Right, he'd be fucking great. Because hey, you're going to see Dozel's kind of slow. He's, 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 he's a big lunk. And Dave Bautista can play a lunk so well, uh, as we've seen with Drax. So, um, well, yeah, he can. I mean, he's able to do that, but mm-hmm. um, nah, I, I don't know. Maybe uh, who could, who would be the guy? Who would be the um, who would be the the soldier that gives the uh, gives Armor the chocolate? Oh the little shit! Of chocolate. Oh, that's that's Steve. That's, Bush- that's, Steve, be- that's Steve Buscemi right there. Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Yo, the Special appearance by Steve Buscemi. Yo, Steve. Hey, you want some chocolate? You want some chocolate? <laughs> Sorry, I was going to give you chocolate, but you know, you're not going to get it. Yo, special appearance by Mr. Pink. <laughs> oh, oh. The, war, the war orphans. Yeah, we'll have to. They're, they're always able to find kids. Yeah, they're going so. to pick some kids up off the street. They'll be all yeah, right. That, that's, that's no big deal. <laughs> um, I was trying to remember one of the, one of the suggestions. Uh, Oh damn! I had him. Oh, Slugger Law. I think it's fantastic if they got Matthew McConaughey to play Slugger Boy. I'd oh my lose God. lose what? my mind, dude. Yo, fucking was it Wooderson as Slugger? Let's go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yo, it's a it's a it's a role that I love, pops, I love Matthew McConaughey, but I don't. Oh my God. Let's let it rock, man. Oh, what what you wanted to be? You wanted to be uh, what's his name? Fucking uh, what's that guy? Uh. My man Joaquin, the best name in Mobile Suit Gundam. Joaquin, that 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 guy. Oh, I could see him being Joaquin. Joaquin yeah. is the shit. Yo, know, that guy was an yeah. asshole, but he became the man. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could I could see Matthew McConaughey more as Joaquin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not yeah, man. Yeah, we still have I still have a top to Denzel as General Rebel. I mean, you, you, you lost it on that one, man. Yeah, Denzel, man. Uh, yo, I would. You know, that would be. You imagine? That would be a clutch pick, it. man. That'd be a clutch pick. Uh, yo, uh, you guys are saying that Ava is uh, finally getting uh, 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 Ava three is finally getting. Re- oh, sorry. The oh my god, Ava's getting released. Out, huh? I guess the news. Oh, y'all gonna need to link us a link, man. Uh, hit me up in Twitter. But <laughs> what's that so, link? All right. But yeah, um, I do. Speaking of Twitter, I do have some tweets to show. Yeah, so let's see some tweets. Bad boys, get out of here. Yo, we can talk about. We can talk about this all night. Yeah, but uh, good conversation, man. Um, shout out, mm-hmm. shout out to Yazi. He says Pacific Rim pr- promotion poster with Mogenzer Z Infinity. Uh, although you can see other Mogenzer uh, related units like Grandizer and Get a Robo on top, uh, uh, nice. each on top of the corners. 
Uh, despite them having nothing to do with Infinity, here's a closer shot of the picture. Cool. That looks dope as fuck. I remember seeing this a couple weeks ago. I think Fred had it posted on his uh, Twitter. So, man, Yazzie, thank you for bringing that up, man. I appreciate it, dude. And also, oh, yo, shout out to Ron Swanson. At, at, well, let me go so we can move forward. Uh, <laughs> Ron Swanson. Shout out to Fred. He says, uh, at FredRex00. Uh, last tweet was from uh, Yazzie at the underscore Yazinator, by the way. Um, Fred says, uh, <laughs> uh, Wall that of... Picture. <laughs> Well, as soon as I got it, I saw that stuff on the Twitter feed. Yeah. I was like, man, that's that is the low hanging fruit because man. I'm like, first off, everybody was going just because of the look, and it's like, because yeah, he is basically walking Ramba Raw, and he really is. And uh, so. I, I mean, granted, it's it's an easy cast, but you might as well start casting the people easy first before you get yeah, to the hard ones. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you build build a cast around the people you can actually get. And uh, Fred says, Wallachide you mentioned before, famous names included are Gamera, Gigan, Gauss, and more. Oh, yeah, I remember, see- I do remember seeing that. Yeah, because I, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, no, no worries. He said, also a nice touch are some of the Western-created kaiju like the Muto from the 2014 Godzilla movie and Clover from the Cloverfield franchise. What? Look at this. Let me get the close-up. What? Yo, Clover from Cloverfield? Wow, that's fucking amazing. That's Yo, funny. So that so all, anything with monsters ends up being part of the Pacific Rim universe. It looks like so much in this man. That's so cool, man. Yo, shout out to Fred for that, man. Much appreciated, dude. Uh, also, uh, my man Solid is SD, my 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 heated rival in Gundam Versus, man. He pilots Haman and he always tries to kill my um my uh, machine, saying that uh, Haman is best wife. No, no. No, that's Emma, baby. <laughs> Emma all day. The, the the battle between Haman and Emma will continue one of these years. But uh, <laughs> Solidus says uh, at today at tour T U R E underscore champion. Uh, I want to say today, but uh, it might be Turi or Turi. Yo, I'm sorry, I'm slaughtering your name, bro. But uh, yes, at, at Turi champion underscore champion he says also i'm gonna uh, he must have had something he said beforehand okay here, here's the previous tweet uh if gun if the gundam live movie sells good the money will probably lead to future gundam projects it's all about the bigger picture so i'm gonna support it and everyone else should too it depends on the quality because if it is if it is made like shit and it's getting a if it's getting bad reviews it's like it's not gonna get made like shit if they do do it yeah. If they do yeah. do it, it's not going to be... Like I said, yeah. how the hell did they get Pacific Rim? Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> it, at least at least there's something behind Gundam. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you even if you make it where it's... I mean, get those people that did the first Pacific Rim. I mean, I know you won't be able to get Guillermo del Toro, but you never know. You might be able to. Yeah, but maybe get those people. I mean, Jesus. Uh, they were able to get a, a monster versus giant robot movie made that they just made up. You know, it's a made-up property. <laughs> it's got <laughs> it. So, I mean... It's a miracle this movie's a, got made, man. It really is. I'm just... That's why I'm saying. Just, mm-hmm. you know, don't overthink it. Yeah, I, I guess... Yeah. I, 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 I tend to do that. But, uh... You know, yeah. uh he also says, <clears> I'm gonna call it now. The live-action movie's gonna have a plot twist where Tomina interrupts the movie and begins roasting every alternate century Gundam show... Half the movie is Seed getting the most shit by Tamina. No, man, come on. Age. <laughs> your, your age is going to get the beating of its life. That's what's going to happen. And actually, where does, where does, where does it even... Seed Destiny will get the other half of the beating. 
What word does Timmy even come off saying anything at this point after yeah, G-Rec? After g like yeah, he, he, he doesn't need Gar- to show. And, uh, freaking Wings are in. He doesn't so, need to I mean, show his face. That, yeah. Reco was awful. Reco yeah. is one of the worst. If you want to put up if you want to put up Seed Destiny, Steve Destiny still is the holds the fucking trophy on the worst Gundam series. But Reco is right behind that motherfucker. And then Age. Age is better than Reco by fucking a mile. I'll tell you that right now. Because I enjoy two thirds of Age. I had a I struggled through uh G Reco. I was open minded when we watched Reco, but man, in retrospect, it, I will never revisit that show. I could, I could revisit Age. It's a at it's least, a tough watch. It's a tough watch. I can revisit the first two arcs of Age and be totally fine. I'm never going back to Reco. It's done. I, even if they make animated movies of it, unless I hear those movies are fucking great and they make the story make sense, I'm not bothering them shits either. I'm fucking uh, done with Reco. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold your breath on that one. Man. Any more tweets? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, back to Fred. Fred says, I see you, legendary you fucks. He put a picture of one of the dummy plug uh, Avas in, uh, mm-hmm. in here and compared it to one of the the one of the drone, uh, 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 sorry, Jaegers in uh, Pacific Rim, and yeah, man, mm-hmm. um, they definitely reminded us of that, man. And shout out to Fred, oh, yeah. also seeing that as well. And Yazi, the last one he uh, puts up here uh, is John Boyega Gunpla shopping during production for Uprising in Japan. Man has guts <laughs> to carry around a Neo Zeon kit. Oh shit, for real. Yo, my man, yo, look at this guy. Hold on. I got to retweet this. What? All right. So here's a picture of uh, John Boyega. I guess this is his uh, his Instagram. Or he's at the he's at the uh, the Diver City uh, statue oh. of the Unicorn Gundam. And then here's another picture right here where he's shopping for Gunpla. He's in, uh, I guess, well, one of the Gunpla stores there. Yo, is that his? Uh, that's supposed to be one of his relatives or his girl. And then, uh, he's... Pe- Whoa, that Neo Zeong, though, man. This motherfucker looks looks like he just he just gave birth. <laughs> Yo, man, like a proud dad, man. Look at him. Look at him. Yeah, that's well, fucking I gotta, great. I gotta, wait for it. I gotta wait for it to come in. Oh, you'll oh, see okay. it. There it is. Yeah, man. God, you got the Neo Zeong. God, that oh, shit is God. huge, my boy. Yo, good shit. Yo, John, you're the real fucking deal. <laughs> Ugh, all things to get. But, Woo! Okay. I like the Neo Zeong, man. That shit is fucking humongous, though. God damn. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, man. Well, I guess it's better than the original Zeong. So. Good shit, right. man. But, yeah, uh, thank you guys for the tweets. Let me see if there's... Uh, there's uh, okay, I overlooked these two. These are the last two I'm going to do. Uh, and thank you guys. Oh, shit. This is a great... And I was, I was hoping you guys would submit uh, casting through, uh, through, the, through this uh, thing. But you guys... Most of you guys didn't do this, but it looks like my man uh, Solidus did. He had a casting idea. He says uh, Morgan Freeman as narrator and trailer narrator. Now Morgan Freeman is fucking Revel, dude. Holy no, shit! No, you don't no, think so? You be, no, better as the narrator because you do need the narrator. You do, you do indeed. Because because Gundam had the narrator. That's what, who will survive. Yeah. <laughs> It's been eight months since the war against the Earth Federation and Zeon had begun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you gotta have that. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh my god, that's amazing. Let's see here. Yo, Fred says, uh, this is the last uh, one I'm gonna do here. He says, uh, three second teaser released in front of, uh, released in front of Mirai for the future. Uh, released today, confirming a release date of Evangelion 3.0 uh, plus 1.0 for 2020. Okay, finally. So this is the new story. I'm gonna link you. Oh, mm. well, this is what's in the Japanese. So, but dude, I forgot about. I forgot about these. Me it's too. been so long for them coming out. I think I stopped at two point 
one or something or two point mm, five. Yeah. I, I can't even remember that. Yeah, it looks like so. uh, it looks like they released this uh, yeah. image board. It's really cool. I'm glad to see that they're finally getting I'm, things going, but yeah, it took forever. It's not going to be what you expect, guys. So don't go in. I would go. I'm going into that movie with no expectations. I'm just going into it. Oh just, yeah, just, yeah. Just to see exactly what Arnold's going to force feed me, yeah. <laughs> and hopefully, hopefully, be entertained by what I watch. But we, yeah. we, we've learned we've learned from too many people revisiting their their animes that they did years ago. That sometimes you, it's never going to be what you think. Yeah. So. If anything, man, yo, yo, shout out to remember, remember, remember Zeta Gundam, a new translation. Oh, yeah, woo, that was that was an experience. Yo, Flamex says you will see the tears of time. You will indeed, man. My tears. <laughs> and show says oh. sounds like you need two hundred million dollars from the budget just to cast all these actors you guys are naming. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. He also says that you might agree with this. T.J. Miller as generic Zeon soldier next to water cooler when Amaro cuts the the gal in half. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, you're gonna be the best. He's in the middle. He's just gets cut off in the middle of his sentence. Pi- pi- piloted, piloted by the guys. The 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 guest appearance by the guys from Silicon Valley. Yeah. <laughs> they can all go down with the ship. No, no, no. They they kill him. Oh, they kill him. Like, oh yeah, true that. Yeah, true. there you go. There yeah, you go. Like, like like they're like they're GM pilots, and they they like it's the Battle of Odessa, and he's like generic Xeon soldier retreating and they step on <laughs> oh my god that would be amazing yeah. but yo so. thank thank you guys for your participation in this episode man mm-hmm. and uh, thanks to everybody who came out to watch the live stream uh if you guys ever want to find us we're over on youtube.com slash gundam mahq um you can find archives of the episodes prior uh you can also watch us over on um twitch.tv slash level underscore n-i-n-e that's level nine uh with underscore between nine written out completely um we also do a mirror stream from there as well uh so thank you for the everybody who tuned in over on twitch i see flamex over there xavier show and several other people over there and all the cats that over on youtube uh thank you very much for coming out and watching this live hit the subscribe button on both if you guys could so that way you guys know when we're gonna have another episode um uh, to come and uh, thank you guys follow us on twitter also at um, gundam at mahq that's gundam at mahq and make sure to visit of course the granddaddy of all mecha websites that's mahq.net man the mecha and anime headquarters man it's where the magic happens man go there check out the reviews for great mecha anime series check out the line art for this which is currently being updated uh shout out to chris the webmaster of mahq our former co-host who comes in from time to time man props to him uh he's, well, been doing he's good not work. former co-host he's I, co-host emeritus co-host he, emeritus he, he, yes he comes in when he feels <laughs> like it whenever the seat is always open for him so we yeah, uh, he yeah, came he came last episode and it got a lot of views so thank you guys for tuning in for that one we almost got two thousand views for that episode so thank you guys hopefully we get just as many for this one um and uh props to chris man it's always good to have him on the show man it was nice to have that banter back man we still have it though it's just uh it's just me and neo man uh but sometimes we'll have guests on the show so look forward to that guys uh, mechatalk.net is the mecha and anime um, MAHQ's uh, forums go there, join up, join the conversation find us on MAHQ, you see the link on the screen also find us on Twitter the link's on the screen too as well but uh, what were we saying? no, I said yep-er yes indeed man, but Neo, back to you man 
All right, everybody. Thank you for coming out for episode 198. I know it's summertime, so hopefully we'll, we got past the first part. It always seems like summer is hard for us to the first part to uh, get back to recording, but I know me and Silbro will be back in probably a couple weeks with some more mecha anime reviews because we got something uh we got something in store for all you guys we won't say what it is but i think you guys will appreciate it and uh um so bro anything else before you uh before we get out of here um for the most part uh i know you guys have been asking me uh when i'm going to be doing another gundam versus and uh dragon ball fighters i would love to do one tomorrow or on saturday i gotta keep you guys posted there's been a lot of uh rotating things in my life that have been going on right now i actually uh didn't share this online but i really messed my leg up uh a couple of days ago so i've been uh recovering from that and i've actually had to walk around with a uh a bit of a, a walker for the last couple of days but i'm getting better and i should be uh back to my uh 100 full walking ability from there but i was really sick over the last couple of weeks too so uh it hasn't yeah. been a fun month it hasn't been a really good summer for yeah. me to be honest with you um and i apologize for not being around guys but uh thank you for your patience i'm glad that we got to do this episode tonight uh especially since uh our, our the chaos in our lives is starting to, to settle down man and um other than that, man. Well, oh, uh, so, Sobro, um, mm-hmm. you're good you brought it up, and Yazi brought it up too. Yes, me and Sobro are want to do some anime streams in the future. Unfortunately, the uh, outlet that we were using it no longer exists, mm-hmm. uh, so we're in the process of finding a new one. I know Sobro has probably got some ideas. So as soon as we get that squared away, because it's always a logistical thing between these sites and then between his equipment and all these other things. Yeah, so but once will... we get that going, we, we want to do it. And, and that's the thing. But sometimes when um, the sites, the outlets go down, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. So will, and we I'll... have to be careful. So I will let people know, though, that there is a place you can go to kind of relive the magic on previous streams that we've done for commentaries on things. If you guys didn't know, um, Shoji Romero, uh, one of our one of our leaders, at Shinjuku Station has been uh, manning a, uh, a channel called Shinjuku TV, and you can go there and watch. Uh, it. There's yeah. a plate. There's a kind of a schedule that's going on where um, all sorts of random things are playing from previous commentaries and things like that. If you want to catch the action, is over on uh, C is in Charlie, Y is in Yankee, T U uh, Tango Uniform. Sorry, C Y T U dot Bravo Echo slash R slash Shinjuku. TV. I'm sorry, it's not shorter. I'll try to come up with a shortcut for it, but yeah, um, if you guys need a link, just hit me up. I'll be glad to send you a link. Go there and check out some of our previous uh, commentary streams throughout the years. And yes, we do have uh, an idea of how to progress so that we can start doing live commentaries again. Uh, we'll keep you guys posted as we develop that, but uh, it's going to take a bit of equipment on our yeah. end that we do have and a lot of testing. So we'll keep you guys posted on that, and uh, I'm sorry about that. But at least we still have our gaming streams, and we still have, of course, yeah. live Gundam at MHQ. So I'll be on the lookout for that, guys. Show cool. says Helsing cool. is on right now. So go and check it out, guys. And FlameX, thank you for putting the link in the chat. You're the best, bro, my dude. Thank you so much. But um, anything you got, Neil? I'll, I'll turn it over to you, man. I'm, I'm pretty much done. Nah, I'm good. So uh, we'll see you guys in a few weeks with episode 199. Thanks for listening. See you guys later. Bye.
at MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint.